Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Lo siento. We got a show for you today. Hey! It's, <laughs> it's a show. It's funny. This is a shit on me show. We've well, shit on a lot of our list. It was all shitting. my fault. Yeah. You but told the stories. Those are the stories. They, they were, it was natural. It was very natural. We talked about fat girl blowjobs. Circle back. That felt right. I, I feel like we had like a whole show about that. We talked about like eighty shows ago. We talked about some COVID ish. COVID. Yeah, some COVID news. COVID. Uh, what I want to see happen in November. Mm-hmm. We talked about. Uh, got into a little bit of drinking. Surprisingly, didn't talk about our golf outings because no. we haven't recorded since both golf games. We'll, we'll save them. The first one, I was can't do it too much. But the second one, I, I'm terrible. These clubs, I, I got the yips. These new clubs of mine need to figure out. I, I need to get to the range. What was particularly bad after our second golf outing, I went to the range the next day just to shake the shit off because I was like, I, that was that game was the first time I had hit the ground that way I was that day. I was mm-hmm. like, I just completely lost all muscle memory. Mm-hmm. So I went to the range to make myself feel better, and I just did it there too. Yeah, it's you got to keep working. Got to keep working. But uh, it's a good show. I it's, think it's good. It's lengthy. It's 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 longer. So that's we something. You, we want, like I said, there's there's news. We might be on a break soon, so we, we're trying to give you something to listen to. Uh, yeah, if we if if we do go on a break, just start listening to Jew Bears One Cave because that shit's funny as hell. Hell yeah! And they talk about pretty much the exact same stuff. We see. <laughs> the difference is they have like really nice merch and millions of listeners. Millions of listeners, but enjoy. I'm gonna go get yelled at some more here because apparently, we'll see you next week. Bye. Highlight while we're rolling, we can start. I can tell you about the weekend in Blue Ridge. You, you had a weekend in Blue Ridge, yeah. Did you? Was it just you and the, the kiddos, or was no? It? it was me and Kristen and her sister and her husband. The four of us went up and stayed at a an Airbnb not far from my dad's old place. Because Drew, like, he really wanted to go shoot the hooch. Yeah, he, he really wanted to tube. Because you can't tube in California unless you go to the L.A. River. I would trade my availability of tubing to live in California, <laughs> but continue. <laughs> well, he's like, I want to go tubing. And Kristen said, hard no. Have you seen how crowded the hooch is? Like, that is that's the, not even the main reason, but I like but that um, she... Yeah. Among, among all the reasons, like, it was hard no. Yeah. I said, if you want to tube, we should just go tube the Tacoa because I know, like, A, we don't have to use one of those services because I'm not getting in a fucking van mm-hmm. with 90 people... <laughs> during coronavirus. Oh, yeah. So, but sure. I know I know the drop spots. I know where we can get in, get out. As long as we have two cars where we can leave one mm. and float to it, we can do it for free. We've got our own tubes. We just need a place to stay. Yeah. So we worked it out. <clears throat> and uh <laughs> funny part was we, we got to the canoe launch where you end to leave mm. a car. And... There's like a thousand people. Mm-hmm. It's just crawling. And in all the years that my dad had a place up there, all the weekends we would ever go, it was never that crowded. Mm-hmm. It's like it was like where the fuck. Are well, you don't understand. This is the. This is the best time the, to go to. Well, it's the, it's just what people are doing. <laughs> yeah, I only say this because you know the Kroger near my house that you've been to. Mm-hmm. Right across from there is the Palisades Park. It's the River Park. Okay. So all those. Natahala Outdoor Centers, all the tubing companies yeah. have theirs upstream. This is the final, mm. this is where you get off. Right. Otherwise, you go down south of the city. <laughs> and that becomes a different riverboat ride altogether. <laughs> but go tubing, you won't get COVID. That park, to your point, 
we've lived there for nine years. We'd go there with the dog and with Vivian and even back in the day. It was a fairly busy place because it's a big park with a huge trail, hiking, bike. It's a kind of a multi-park. A lot of trails, a lot of bikes, but it also has the river. Mm-hmm. Lately, Oops. yeah, lately you can't get on a Saturday or Sunday or even late on a Friday, it's impossible to park there. Mm. So many people are treating this this as their COVID activity is what I've Really, I've, yeah. I've really I've garnered. Is Go it? tubing around a thousand people, you won't get sick. It's it's weird You'll too. The and the hooch is so clean. The comparison, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting. It's like this, it's like definitely not COVID in the water. They're looking at it like, oh, it's we're outside. That's kill, COVID killer number one, right? The yeah. sun kills it. Except it doesn't. Except it doesn't. But okay, it's cool. We can all then just be together, and we can all just drink. It doesn't matter. We can share tie up our boat i'm seeing it there's no distancing on these boats no. and like certainly not a mask let's yeah. not fucking kid around ourselves but yeah it's been um like to, to your point though yeah. absolutely crazy to see the amount of people out on the rivers so we get to the launch the canoe launch it's the ending point where canoers get in really mm-hmm. but you go farther up to tube um in our case and <laughs> my brother-in-law we would park and he goes there's a gas station up here right no. And I said, oh, mm. no, that's all the way back at the highway. It's like 45 minutes away. Yeah. He's like, oh, we've been on empty for a while. I was like, I said, dude, you're the you're the end vehicle. You have to be able to not only drive us to where we're going to go start from with the other car, but then you got to be able to go back to the cabin. Like, you've got easily 20 or 30 minutes of driving after this? He's like, yeah, I should have filled up. I was oh, like, my yeah. Yeah. I said, well, jump in the Jeep, because there used to be a little corner store that had two pumps, like, right around the corner from here. If they still have gas, I know you can make it that far. Let's go check it out. We drive to that corner store, which is actually near where we were going to start tubing anyways. They don't have the pumps anymore. I was like, well, fuck. So he says, just drive into the gas station now, and I'll buy gas in a can, and we'll just go fill it up that way. There's no sense in losing the parking spot. So we start heading back to town, and then he goes, oh, shit, we don't have our wallets. Because uh, everybody left their wallets at the cabin so we wouldn't lose them in the river. I said, that's fine. The cabin's on the way. And then my sister-in-law goes, put the cabin keys in my car. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. This is a real... <laughs> it was a... I don't blame you, but... <laughs> well, I told Kristen later, and my in-laws that were there might hear this, is that I always do everything I can when we're planning trips to circumvent any possible issue. Like, I brought... You know, she yelled at me, didn't yell at me, but she's like, why'd you buy so much beer? I was like, because we will run out, and I don't want to go to the fucking Blue Ridge food line. Mm-hmm. And we did run out. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I packed extra food. I, I go above and beyond to make certain. I brought mm-hmm. an extra tube that we didn't even need mm-hmm. in case there was a hole in one when we got there. Mm-hmm. That's how I think. And You're not uh, alone in this, by the way. This is what rational people do <laughs> when they're, when they're going to go... Well, and it I mean, was Leah a, makes fun of me for the same shit. It was a mix of both of their faults because I had told my sister-in-law leave the cabin key in the the little real estate agent lockbox with the code because it's an Airbnb. That's how we got in. I said everybody knows the code. No one have to worry about losing the key. Just leave it there. Just mm-hmm. put it in her car anyways. Mm-hmm. And then my brother-in-law just wasn't thinking. He didn't fill up. So we go back to their car, follow them to town. They get gas. Long story short, two and a half hours later, we're getting in the river mm-hmm. <laughs> after all that roundabout. Right. And I, it was it was annoying. Everybody was a little miffed. 
But it actually worked out because by the time we got to the end of our tube ride, which is a good three-hour tube ride, there was nobody there. Mm. We missed all of the crowds. Mm. So it ended up working out. We did not come in contact with a single person the whole time we were up there, other than the one night that Drew and I went to go pick up pizza from a place in town. Mm. Walked in, ordered, walked out, walked back in 30 minutes later, picked it up and left. We were as minimal contact as possible. And on... uh, Sunday when it was we were checking out he's like I really want to get lunch in Blue Ridge and I was like like the city of? yeah it's a nice spot I said well we can go and maybe eat on a patio far away from people but I'm not going to go in places I'm not going to window shop and shit mm-hmm. and Kristen was cool with that too so eventually we picked a restaurant said we'd go sit on the patio patio's full much to what we were talking about before, like everybody's like, well, we got to sit outside because it's safe. And it's like, yeah. yeah, unless you're surrounded by 70 people, yeah. then it's not safe. <laughs> so I turned around and said, the whole restaurant's empty. Every server in here is wearing a mask. Let's just eat inside. Mm-hmm. We're safer in here at this point. Ordered basic fucking food, hot dogs and beef sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Hour and 15 minutes later, the food has still not come out. And they have sat in the entire restaurant. Like, every table. People have come in. Do y'all have any patio room? No, it's full. Okay, we can sit inside. <laughs> and they have, they have distancing signs posted everywhere. It's like, y'all aren't doing a goddamn thing. You're just sitting people like it's a regular fucking lunch what rush. You, what would you have them do? Say, say you're the business owner. You know the area that you're operating in. Let's well, just say yeah. it's not a fan. It's not like fans yeah. of Pelosi up there. Well, and to the credit of some of the locals or people that were there, there were masks. That's good. And but the the straw that broke the camel's back, Christian was like, if anybody sits here at this table right next to us, we're getting it to go and leaving. Mm-hmm. It's already been an hour and a half anyways. Yeah. And sure enough, they set this old couple next to us. They came in in masks and they were even like, Do we have to sit next to them? Which I didn't take offense to. I was like, I don't want to sit next to you either. Mm-hmm. And they're like, It's fine, they're actually leaving. This lady sits down, she takes off her mask, she grabs her menu, and then proceeds to cough into the menu. <laughs> And the open air, without even moving her hand towards her face. I thought she had a mask on. She took it off. At the table. Yeah, sat down, took the mask off, picked up the menu. Just, I won't do it because you're in here. I'm not going to cough. But just coughed everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) I put my mask up and did your impression. And, okay. (laughs) Grabs the menu and goes. (laughs) And there's this like. Just leave it on for a minute. That way we'll keep the particles down. (laughs) And. Like, as soon as they sat next to us, all of us put ours on, because it's gotten weird now. The restaurant's fucking full, we're supposed to eat in here, and now mm. they're sitting old people next to us. I think we're good, <clears throat> unless you're about to real cough. Uh, no. Mm. I do have a little laryngitis, but that's just from smoking too much pot too many days in a row. Mm. Um, and so Kristen's like, her eyes are huge, and my brother... back up just in case. <laughs> I don't bro- like this, the thought of laryngitis... Self. No, that's a real thing. I, I self-described laryngitis. When I less. back when I used to smoke cigars too often, my I'd get. I know. I'm just giving you. Shit. And I've been vaping a lot lately, and it fucks with my throat. <clears> Kristen's <throat> eyes are huge. My brother-in-law's on the verge of going. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like it was just like you were conscious enough to wear the mask. To wear the mask. To not want to sit near strangers. You're fucking 70. Mm-hmm. Like forget pandemic. It's just rude in general to cough without covering your mouth. With any part of your body. And right. she just, it's like she's in her bathroom taking a shit, reading the newspaper, and just coughing into it. It's like, what the fuck? The more, the more I see of like, 
this older generation, the more I actually think Midsummer's making a whole lot more sense. Yeah, we're going to let them go at a certain point. Beyond the... Um, <clears throat> how do I say? Beyond, beyond the... I saw the... I don't know if you've seen the show, Norseman, I, on, I, on uh, Netflix. I started to put it on, and then you got me in the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I started Norseman and watched the first episode. I was like, "This is great." No, it's touching. Right. Uh, it's yeah. touching all the mores of like the show Vikings. Or... Well, it's kind of like somebody did a Nordic Norseman Viking version of of Kills Mini Bear. Yeah, like let's make a comedy from an era where comedy didn't. Exist. But it was. But they're doing. It was. But they're what they're writing is like that stuff that we talked about back with Kills Mini Bear. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like you said, like yeah. this is de- definitely how this went. Yeah, like when those old guys. It starts off, and it's they're doing that ritual because we knew that was real, right? That we knew that Midsummer's borrowing something that probably existed, as far as the tradition of having old timers jump to their deaths. Right. So they started. There's that. honor in it. There's honor in that, and and they they so this this one of the slaves takes these old people up to the top, and he's like, all right, who wants to go first? And they, you know they're like, you know, if someone else wants to go, I don't know. No, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go. You know, Valhalla, and just splat. Right, yeah. and all the other guys like, what happens if we don't do this? <laughs> and, and the guys like, um, well, I mean, the whole village would be upset because you would be leaving the stigma of having to take care of you when you're old. And one of the guys was like, I'm 46. This is I, <laughs> 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 like, does anyone else want to do this? And they're all like, mm-mm, 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 no. Oh. So what happens if you can you just tell them that the slave is like, all right, I can't force you to do it, <laughs> but can you just tell? Can I tell them that you did, and then y'all just never show up around the village again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, you know what? We'll just go start Village B. Village B. Yeah. And every, the next time you do this, <laughs> just tell them to come find us. <laughs> we'll send a map. But it was this, like, the conscious decision of someone had to have been like, you know, I get this. Mm-hmm. I understand why when we thought that special needs kid said this around the fire that one night, it seemed like a good idea. Yeah. But can we, you know, how do we get on Ace Ventura? It's it's not about rape. That's mm. why I chose it. Well, I only, I had never, just to give the listener, I had never seen Spotlight. Which is surprising because the Jopa episodes. Is a lot about it. When yeah. I was... Like all like apart from I think we talked about it. Yeah, apart from uh, some of Christopher Hitchens' most famous got, I'm, debates. I'm with, trying to remember now our Joe Pie. Was it Joe Pie? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> and I look, Mr. Sandusky. And I got tired. I got very tired. <laughs> we had football practice. I was tired. We don't offer the scholarships to the ones he rapes. Because <laughs> it'd be awkward. After the game, I watched Spotlight. Terrible film. Terrible. <laughs> Very upset they portrayed the, the Catholic Church in that way. <laughs> what, wait, Joe Paul, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no, that was my, that was back at my, my, you're an athletic director and you find out one of your coaches is diddling kids. Mm-hmm. Do you call the police or do you just give him a new job on a different team? Mm, yeah, we're going to move you from the hockey team to... So I you've been diddling the girls volleyball team. Mm. Don't want to get you in trouble, right? So we're going to move you to Little League Baseball. The troubling so Spotlight <laughs> is about a, an expose written or released in 2002, early 2002. Yeah. After a year's worth of research, it found that 90, 87 plus priests in Boston alone in that mm-hmm. archdiocese had been 
accused, probably and had settled more or less, and that the cardinal knew about it. I mean, this is epidemic shit. This is systemic, as it were. Yeah. And I just didn't realize the the tale, I guess, in general. And then the guy that they're talking to on the phone, who was like the expert, mm-hmm. and had once been a priest, married a nun, and then studied. The guy who sounds a lot like um, he, Richard, he, uh, he, whoever you think he sounds like, the it's dad definitely from Step Brothers. Him. Yes, yeah. definitely the dad from Rich, Step Brothers. Yeah, Richard something. And when he when he's talking about it, and he was saying six percent is where he put the number, and they're like of of Boston. He's like, no, of all of them. <laughs> like, fuck me. Yeah. And then that it's not. I guess the part that blew my mind was that they don't select the boys per se because they like little boys, right? It's just a, whoever the target and however easily they can manipulate. Yeah. The so they aim for the, of course, they aim for the weakest links, and yeah. that is always going to be poor people, especially in a diocese like Boston. Yeah. Or anywhere else, really. Well, and that, that first guy that Mark Ruffalo interviews talks about how his dad killed himself, and as soon as the priest found out, yeah, he, he like ran he next like door. races across I mean, the street. He, like. he, priest back then was looking at the newspaper, was going through newspaper clippings yeah. like a kid looks for comics, but this person's looking for obituaries yeah, like or sad stories. Lips, he's licking his lips, looking for a dad suicide. Yeah, just a old <laughs> left behind, like, mm, I know what I'm doing after I pray for Mrs. Picking down at the hospital. Jesus, heal her cancer, and I'm going to go get me a boy. <laughs> And then, like, it was just so dark because, like, the, the hippie priest with the gay kid. Yeah. Where he's like, I just had a... He, the priest just, you know, gets naked, just says, I had a really stressful day. <laughs> Maybe you give me a blowjob. And then laughs about it. Yeah. And the kid's like, okay. So I did it. Yeah. Because it's like, what the f... Yeah. And no, then to find out, right, that people are more upset. I guess I should have known. It's like when you see something in, on a, Twitter yeah. or Facebook and you know that... It's abhorrently true, but then you look at the comments, and you're like, oh, god damn it. Yeah, and then you find out people of, are more upset. There was a lot of Catholic outrage at the movie. Right. From painting now, the church. And this is, where, this is where I was texting you about it, not just because I wanted to talk about boy diddlers or anything, because Lord knows we've... Or just diddlers yeah. in general, but we've, we've covered that, I believe. Not like with any in journalistic integrity, just as two guys talking about diddling. <laughs> not, not pro-diddle. Right. Certainly, well. an, certainly anti-diddle, <laughs> anti-diddle. Sure. If there was an antifa for diddling, yeah, that would be me. But I'm tying it into. I don't, you said you're out of touch. Antifa diddle. Are you, are you not at all aware of what this Q, Anon, Anon, Anon thing is? It, I'm in and out with it. I know it's like a conspiracy group that thinks that there's a deep state and a bunch of other bullshit. It, can we just let's have a, a ten minute. QAnon, because I have a feeling at least one of our listeners, Alan strikes me as a guy that might, he he that might plead, or put the message of libertarianism and libertarianism out there, but he yeah. might be one of these. Well, QAnon. He, maybe he's someone who would go. I haven't completely written off QAnon. Yeah, that sounds more reasonable. I won't peg him right away as as Team Q. Strap on dildo, right? Um, <laughs> we'll just give you the basic the basic outline here because I want you to hear this and this is why I was writing the jokes this morning and I was trying to draw that parallel gotcha QAnon is a far right conspiracy theory detailing a supposed secret plot by an alleged quote deep state unquote against US President Donald Trump and his supporters so that is where okay so it's a conspiracy minded part just against him and, yeah. his, and his supporters 
The theory began in October 2017 post on the anonymous image board 4chan. Q is somebody. By someone using the name Q, who was presumably an American individual initially, but probably later became a group of people claiming to have access to classified information involving the Trump administration and its opponents in the United States. Analysis by NBC News found that three people took original Q post and expanded it across multiple media platforms to build internet followings for monetization. QAnon was preceded by several similar anonymous 4chan posters. But anyways, this gets back to, but here's what they essentially believe. Um, the Boogaloo Boys believe in QAnon. Who know? I don't really know what... <sighs> okay, it's disseminated mainly it's by the storm or the Great Awakening is what the, it's, this event will be called. The storm or the Great Awakening. It sounds Hitlerish. QAnon, of course, precepts and vocabulary closely related to religious concepts of millennialism or apocalypticism. Um, but what they essentially there is a worldwide. This is a, essentially the theory. Sorry to build up, but there is a worldwide cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles who rule the world essentially, and they control everything. They control politicians. They control the media. They control Hollywood. They cover up their existence essentially, and they would have they would have continued ruling the world. Here's the best part: <clears throat> all that would have continued if it were weren't. not for the election of President Donald Trump. <laughs> now, famous diddler, <laughs> famous diddler. Now, Donald Trump in this conspiracy theory uh, knows all. He knows all about the evil cabal's wrongdoing. This is deeper layers. He knows mm. about this. But one of the reasons that Donald Trump was elected and put uh, was to put an end to them, basically. And now we would be ignorant of the behind-the-scenes battle of Donald Trump and the U.S. military that everyone backs him <clears throat> and the evil cabal were not for Q. And what Q is is basically a poster on 4chan who later moved to 8chan who reveals details about this secret behind-the-scenes battle and also secrets about what the cabal is doing and also the mass sort of upcoming arrest events that these – through these posts. But what they're essentially saying is this big cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles. And Hillary's part of it, right? Of course. <clears throat> pedophiles. The pizza place. All of it. Yeah. But again, Satan worshiping pedophiles have, have long, for an indiscriminate amount of time, run the world, own everything, own all the politicians, own Hollywood. But only one man. Only one. Only one. So long here's how wealth inheriting. This is the true TV story. Show host. Yeah, TV show host who's probably diddled. <clears throat> I mean, who I mean, has who's been in settlements? His name is on settlements with with Epstein. Yeah, we know this. That I said uh, in Blue Ridge this weekend. I said I love all the far right people that I still know on Facebook who constantly point out the Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton were real real close friends. It's almost like they think. <clears throat> that if they shout loud enough that Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein were friends, that we'll just forget that Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein were friends too. <laughs> it's not even a what about Hillary thing. It's just like Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Donald Trump. Do I think Bill Clinton was on Jeffrey Epstein's island? Abso-fucking-lutely. Yeah. Do I know 100%. for a fact that those girls were all under 18? I don't. Do I think it's wrong across the board? I do. Do I also think that do Donald, I think Trump, Donald was Trump was best friends with 100%. Jeffrey Epstein? Uh, seriously. And I think he's done far worse. He's, far worse. He's famous 
for walking into the women's change room at the because fucking... Because he owned it. And yeah. that's just the most minor of his indiscretions. <laughs> but still, the same, the same guy willing to do that. But here's my point. So the other day, and I, I, did, I had known about Q. You see the nonsense. but I, And I knew the basic theory, but I've been delving into it a lot lately. You and think the this, priests are part of it? No. Here, it here's the, circle? Let me tell you this real story, man. Last week I was on my back porch, and I just was... A little, I was getting a little high, and I just wanted to listen to some music, something <laughs> classical. I was like, man, you know what I really want to listen to? I want to listen to the soundtrack from um, The Last of the Mohicans with, our, with Daniel Day-Lewis's great film, mm. The Last of the Mohicans. And Academy it, Award nominated. Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, and that one's real. <laughs> That's the first real um, one. The first real one. <laughs> TPTO's first reference to an actual Academy Award winning film. Um, Nominated that year also with Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Probably. They came out about the same time. Um, <laughs> but there's a gr- it's just great music. It's one of the best soundtracks as far as classical music and just really, really Better great. Better than Master and Commander's soundtrack? Because I love that soundtrack. <laughs> Man, I'm so prone to anything Master and Commander that even... I can't disassociate the music from how much I love the film overall and how much I wish that was my life in some way. <laughs> I saw that movie and I was like, if I it was before I ever met Chris and I said, if I'm never married, I'm gonna go find a ship and still do that. operating somewhere. Bro, that's my dream. And I'm gonna just go do that. That's my dream. Leah makes fun of me every time. She knows I'm I've gonna, seen that movie hundred and seventeen times. I'm gonna go grow massive sideburns, get, I drew, get I'll be honest, fast tattooed on my hands. I'm not entirely unconvinced <laughs> that it wasn't like watching it for the seventieth time that I said, I think I'm gonna grow my hair. <laughs> I might have I'm been. Learn to play the cello. I'm gonna learn to play the cello, and I'm gonna work I, with a rapier surely, sword. Surely, there's still an oil ship somewhere. You know, of all the names for a sword, rapier, <laughs> rapier. <laughs> I mean, it's bad I enough. A, I need a rapier sword. I need a rapier sword. I mean, Pardon? You know, kind of rapier. A rapier sword. A rapier sword. Um, a sword with more rape. What were we talking about, <laughs> Master and Commander? Oh, we're talking about the, the Mohicans. Mo- I was, so I literally I, I went on YouTube and I last of the Mohicans and I, and I was, it's playing my favorite songs about seven minutes and I'm just sitting on my back porch taking it all in. I, I look down at my YouTube thing and I'm like, wow, that's got noticeably. I've listened to this piece of music by the way over the last ten years probably a hundred times, and it's been a few. It's been a while, but I was like, man, this has got noticeably more views. It had 33 million. Views and this is just a piece of music, not a mm. not a Takashi Six Nine video. You know, this isn't like super popular culture right now, where it's one of these dumbass videos gets like a hundred million hits or some shit. Gummo, yeah, gummo, <clears throat> right? This starts thirty three million. That doesn't sound right. And I look, so I look at the comments. Every single comment going back for three months is like it just says Q sent me. Then there's this. Hashtag WW where one where one goes we all go so it's like WW1G1 or WWGO1 we o WW it's a fucking stupid thing but it's one of their acronyms for one of their stupid Q messages at some point three months ago <coughs> Q told these people that this is the best music to get hyped for the the storm or so the great or, awakening oh. this piece of music. So every one of these nitwits from around the world, this is where my my buzzers are fucking Ding, ding, dinging. Because it's like, Q sent me from Denmark. Q sent me from Japan. I'm like, how much is this true? Because that person doesn't look Japanese. <laughs> I mean, you look Finnish just because you're white. But that's no fucking... I, I can't gauge. <laughs> but it was still at the same time. I was like, hundreds, hundreds and thousands of comments that Q sent me all from three months ago, right? 
I started doing research. That's where I found out he had sent these fucking idiots, or he or she or this yeah. this person who is cracking up, by the way. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, we should take this underground. Yeah. Start a conspiracy theory. It's not hard. Have you seen the bombing today? The I bomb, saw the explosion yeah, the, the, of the explosives factory. Of the explosive factory, right? <laughs> so it seemed pretty clear you might get a supersonic <clears throat> boom followed by a large mushroom cloud. Anything, any bomb would, yeah. would do similar. But now, of course, it's a nuke. There's already hundreds of thousands of people that are convinced that that city was just hit with a nuclear weapon. So it's not hard. It's just not hard. And my point about connecting it to Spotlight and QAnon Mm -hmm. was that the joke was, I don't think you could join QAnon and be Catholic. (laughs) Just don't think they're going to take you seriously. Because if if it's all about a cabal of ultra – let's run through the similarities. Ultra-powerful men. Yeah. In the highest levels of religion slash government, who have been operating like this for hundreds of years. <laughs> I just love the idea of... If there's one antecedent mm-hmm. to what QAnon in 2017 decided was this sexual pedophile ring of every world's most powerful person. If there was something that would say, maybe it's true. Is there anything we can look to that might be like this? <laughs> yeah. Again... Powerful, strong men, world's strongest reli- or world's yeah. most popular religion, enter, and all of them are diddling boys. Why don't you start there? Enter, uh, enter upper Midwestern. Yeah, but you know the church does a lot of good. Though. Does a lot of good. Does a lot. Does of good. a lot. You don't want to mess with that. <laughs> I mean, we don't have a church softball league this year if we take away, start just taking away all the diddling priests. Father you know? O'Reilly never touched <laughs> me when I was a kid. You know. <laughs> well, touch is relative. <laughs> Uh, I touched him. I plenty. touched him plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like to play with the ball sack when they're twelve? That'd be the greatest. <laughs> Father O'Reilly never touched me. Never touched me. Now, no, I touched now him I, 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 you know, I saw a lot of Father O'Reilly yoke myself because <laughs> I was having to do the work. My form was terrible. I used to squeeze on the way down, and then he. <laughs> sorry, I just. <laughs> You know, really threw me for a loop when he asked me to use two fingers. But you got to realize, I'm seven. So one finger's just not cutting it. I thought everybody did this. <laughs> I found out later that my best friend Sam called him four-finger Father O'Malley. <laughs> Turns out I grow up, I make a bunch of Baptist friends. Apparently only the Catholics fuck their, fuck their preachers. None of the Baptists ever finger-fucked their pastor. No, they, the Baptists didn't go after the boys. They, they just stole all the other guys' wives. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. But it was just like, how do you watch this? And, and just, no, nah, I felt like I needed a shower. I watched it after late. After watching Spotlight? Yeah. I felt it's like, I, it was like 1 o'clock when it ended. I seriously just felt like I wanted, I wanted a shower. Yeah. I, it, the, the world, like I said, you can't do anything right now. I just want it all to end. I, I used to joke about, kind of. <laughs> I have this recurring book character that talks about, his 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 psychiatrist telling him about he needs to get a grapple on his world destruction fantasy, and he was a drunk, but yeah. in his mind it was he drank because he ultimately wanted the world to go away because yeah. he, his he was he only saw the worst <clears throat> of the worst. Yeah, I do, and I, I struggle I, with that myself. I do lately feel like I hate everyone. Yeah, I have a child. And I want her to to have a future, but I also. Look at it like, but what if I, what if, like, would it be better mm-hmm. if there was a, if we, if, if like, how else, like, right now, I know that this is like ultimate. What's funny is, as bad as it is, it's still not that bad. 
Isn't that kind of crazy? Well, yeah, it's like as poverty. bad as it is, it's, it's like still not bad. It's like poverty in America. When you when you juxtapose it with poverty in India, mm-hmm. it's still pretty. It's good. Still pretty good. <laughs> I'd rather be. You have a flat screen TV. You probably have air conditioning. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, or access to it. Like you can beg for a few hours in the streets, make thirty dollars. The, the corporate world has structured it so, like mm-hmm. you know, it's America. America's system is basically fucking North Korea's policy on alcohol. Mm-hmm. Just just keep them liquored up, yeah. and they won't care that much. Yeah. So long as we've all got nice looking cars and the perception of an okay life, I saw that. I we'll think, never care that it's actually really. Fu- That's why there's no real uprisings other than fucking dipshits with. AR storming the governor's mansion right. asking for haircuts. There's an interesting now. one. So the the use of alcohol. <laughs> I did a, a college study with a guy I wrote a um, presentation, I wrote a lecture with, and he, he was going to get his doctorate solely on that, the use of alcohol in warfare. And it's just funny to hear, Americans, we just drink anyway. We're the worst in the world. We're going to yeah. self-medicate all day. We but, voluntarily do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I think of like, to, you know, cultures where it's not even, like you said, so much tolerated. Like, Dominican Republic, that's a inherently poor place mm-hmm. uh, but everyone drinks you, and in fact the DUI deaths there are absolutely incredible Major League yeah. Baseball teams are fear in fear of sending their Dominican players back to their homeland in the offseason because so many don't come back yeah. I mean mm-hmm. very recently major major league talents yeah, I mean, Oscar Tavares is one night okay, he's 22 and you find out you see him all his time dying in the DR they go down there and do this documentary and they're like because not only is drinking and driving not illegal. Yeah, well, it's drinking wild. It's fr- frowned on, right? <laughs> yeah. It might be frowned upon by the government. Mm-hmm. But in the culture, it's machismo. Mm-hmm. To the point to where you go to a nice gas station in the Dominican <clears throat> Republic, it's a liquor store that's attached to a gas station. It's not a convenience store attached to a gas station. And we're talking about, you don't, you're not... It's not like Louisiana where they even give you the pretense of putting a top on it, even right. if it's a piece of styrofoam. Yeah. Th- this is not that. This is like, get a growler. Do you need a top? No. <laughs> no. I will go for a dive. It's a <laughs> long happened, drive. What happened was that some Dominican long ago was at a gas station while you were getting a can of dip and a butt <laughs> ice for your ride home. <laughs> they saw you crack it when you got behind the wheel, and they go... That's not a bad idea. Listen. And he flew home. I do, I do want to. Uh, fine. Fine. If you want to talk about this again, let's and talk about it. he flew home and he said, hey, I just saw something great in the land of the free, and I think we should do it here. I think I was a product. Look, I'm not proud of those days, but I think I was a product of my environment. If you look where I was, if I had stayed where I was like the area, if I worked near my house back then, that was a different area. No one there pops and drives home but if if your job was in Conyers it's almost a prerequisite yeah. it's like on the application form yeah. do you drink and drive do you drink and drive oh, I, like, while I, I drink drive. When, I, when I leave here I'll probably drink <laughs> like you mean like in my car yeah yeah, yeah I'll definitely do that for yeah. sure yeah. but it was not something that I set out to do and it certainly wasn't something that I did with like incredible regularity but there were days where I knew it was funny too because the way I had to go it's funny how you rationalize it when you're doing illegal things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really. I'm like, I can't give like a great example, but I'm, I'll try. Like, <clears throat> I knew eventually I was gonna like. If, I knew the day I was like, today, today we're gonna buy two. Like this is a two day. Yeah. This is a two. This is or this is a forty day. Right. I know what you mean. Not with alcohol, but like just but, the other day, I was like, "I'm going to get two bonnies today because yeah, I can." Because I can, right? Or any, <laughs> but more or less, 
I'm thinking, so I knew, but I was like, I'm not going to buy them from anywhere near. Cause to get the drive that I had to do was all of it was through very busy commercial districts. A lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of, it's 138, so like a lot of stoplights. Didn't want to deal with that. So I, I knew I had like a 15 minute drive to get through that yeah. before I would get to my 45 minutes of not, country, just mm-hmm. open roads, nothing. So I knew it was like my, my your body, your anticipation level to do something illegal <laughs> is so exciting. Not just because it's illegal, yeah. but just because you want it. But that when I would get to that last stoplight, it was like, whoo! You could like feel the, pr- the prep. I was like, there's my shitty gas station. It was like this old shitty Chevron, same old guy. Yeah. I go in there, I get my two, and, you know, back then it was a pack of cigarettes. And, I mean, I wasn't out of that parking lot before I had already. And, like, and then, just to make insult to injury, <laughs> the dude, the bros that I worked with had showed me this trick if you buy Ice House. We've talked about this, and you've had one. You didn't think very much of it, but the the mm-hmm. the... Black dude I worked with showed me he, he opened his 22 of Ice House and drank it like a big solid pull and then filled the rest that what was left with orange juice. I, Never done that. Uh, was it not you? I mean, I've. We've I, tried some weird shit beyond I've had, hemp I've pills. had Ice House like as a meal before. But well, I'm I've watching never, him do this and I'm like, that sounds fucking disgusting. I don't yeah. even like, I don't even drink beer for the enjoyment. I yeah. drink beer because I, I can. <laughs> This story's getting worse. I said, I said, I drink beer because it doesn't really fuck me up and I can have a nice ride home. That's so fucked up. I'm not doing this with, with vodka. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. not I, I'm not. I, I love that. I hate this. This is for a fucking. This is cause. I don't have a problem. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he shows me this 22. He, he pulls this log, like I said, and then he takes regular orange juice, pours it back in, and then just kind of gives it a swirl. Doesn't shake it, doesn't like doing that shit. And then he hands it back to me, and I, he's like, taste this. And I taste it, and I was like, fuck, that tastes just like a creamsicle. Not really, but enough to, to hide the shit of beer, yeah. of Ice House beer. That. Yeah. So I was doing, that man knew, like, I, he didn't have, the, the total might as well have been on the register by the time I had walked in the store. He had already, like, two Ice House, one orange juice, pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Which back then was like under ten dollars, which is incredible. Oh, and give me a uh, great big league chew, please. Yeah, great. Hey, can I have a lotto ticket? Because why not? <laughs> Let me just complete the fucking starter pack. You have any scratchers? Is this the Rockdale starter pack? Can I get the Rockdale starter? Can pack? Can I get the yellow tree, uh, <laughs> the yellow tree's um, car incense thing? <laughs> you know what? Give me a tire gauge too <laughs> while I'm here. May as well. Give me a pack of the naked lady tees. <laughs> um, do you have the uh, king size? Outrageous. <laughs> do you have the? <laughs> if this was a place where someone walks in the wrong day. Do you have American Spirit? Get the fuck out, because it was just not like this was. I have bugler. <laughs> you mean I have to roll these? Yeah. Yeah. Um, give me the. But it was like give me the playbook. You know, actually, give me the cherry. Yeah. Give me the cherry magazine. Oh yeah. Because I, I'm gonna drink, drive, <laughs> smoke. I may as well look at fucking dicks going into assholes too. <laughs> Who needs to pay attention to the road? <laughs> this is Conyers. Uh, but yeah, those weren't my best days. But I, I always think, I look back on them fondly because uh, it sounds fucked up. But again, there was nothing there. I mean, yeah. my ride home, I would never have done it if I'm getting on yeah. 285. I'm not, I'm not so stupid. I mean, I wouldn't do it at all now. Yeah. But I'm not so stupid at 22 that I even knew, like, hey, probably isn't the best look. I mean, it's I a, had a beer cup and everything, yeah. Brent. You're making me, like, come back to this memory and it's sad. Because I had, like, the same styrofoam cup 
that I would because I wasn't going to just chug the, the bottle. Great the next day. Yeah, well, <laughs> it wasn't good, but it was just like you know you had a process. It's a combination of the uh, carelessness of youth right. at twenty two, and probably a little bit of misery and hatred for myself. Yeah, yeah, because at twenty two, I well no not at twenty two at twenty two I knew Kristen at twenty and twenty one I did the same shit. Mm. I didn't drink Bud Ice in the car, but you're just kind of fucking reckless and and rudder rudderless. Rudderless is a good word. And yeah. it's just like fuck everything. Yeah. I'm gonna smoke a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> even though I'm not even craving one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drink Jack Daniels and Coke till I'm till I'm crying. And I'm going to watch melodramatic Philip Seymour Hoffman movies until I fall asleep at three in the morning. It was, I mean, this was the same job where not two weeks later, I mean, not from any particular event, but around that same time where I was doing that drinking phase, I didn't drink. This was this was pre-liquor phase. Mm. So this like beers were very, I was heavy smoking, always heavy smoking the, the Chiba, but yeah. the beers were a special occasion. But I had a, a day so bad there one day at work. It was a Saturday I turned to the guy working with me. I said, hey, you doing still doing something at your house tonight? And he lived in a double-wide trailer that was quite nice. I know that sounds crazy, but some of these double-wides. Oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. And I said, he said, yeah, man, come on by. And I said, let's drink Boilermakers tonight. Again, not a guy <laughs> who was well-versed. Yeah. But I, I think I'm told we did like six or seven of those things. Mm. I mean, do the math. I'm not going to give you the, the breakdown. It's not it's six shots or seven shots, seven beers. And we yeah. were just taking them. The last, I remember I got really fucked up and sick, but I figured out, let me eat this Whopper. Yeah. Ate the Whopper. With cheese, I hope. I did. And uh, it was really good. I felt better. And I remember um, I was flirting with this really fat girl that had a really cute face. That, and That tracks yeah, I mean, and the guy who owned the place came by and he whispered, he's like, hey, man, she's just like down to fuck or whatever. And I was like, I don't, know, I don't really think I want to fuck that. But the last thing I do remember saying was, like, oh, she can suck my dick then. I mean, I'll let anybody suck my dick. I'll let suck my dick. Hell, you can. <laughs> you can suck it if you want. Are you a priest? Uh, you a priest? Um, but the last thing anybody, that's, that's it. Dick. That's the only thing I remember. I woke up the next morning with kittens on my chest, and that was when I had vomited on that girl mid talking <laughs> mid mid conversation where I yeah. probably did proposition her yeah uh, I vomited on her she ran out there was a big story there they got me in the bathroom I tore down the shower curtain just because I was all over the place as you do wake up next morning with the kittens on my chest because I couldn't breathe walked out and his wife says you know you ready to get to cleaning and I was like oh, what the fuck happened she's like look at you there's just puke on my shoulders puke all over this dude's house they're like we couldn't stop you it was like a bowling ball was just rummaging everywhere and i, I felt pretty bad but most for that girl because i'm pretty sure i was yeah. i'm pretty sure the last thing i said to her <laughs> you want to suck, you my, suck dick? my dick <laughs> just ralphed and, and when she told me that i threw up on her those are the memories that later in life you're like man there's just little tacks in every, in every old drunk memory. Yeah, it's like that's when you understand like the AA. I don't I don't know the steps, but I know there's the one step about making amends. Yeah. If I was to do an AA program, and I'm not going to, but if I was going to, that step would be difficult because I'd have to track down Fat Fatty from fucking Porterdale, hey, Georgia. Hey Dave, it's Austin. You probably don't remember me, but you might remember there was a fat girl at your party. This was forever. <laughs> I asked her if she wanted to blow me, and then I puked. <laughs> Do you know her name? I'm just 
just tried to follow up on that blowjob. <laughs> Why did you want to apologize? No, I'm just. Really <laughs> yoke and I'm, I'm looking for a fat girl to get her out of me. Well, I hate to tell you this, she lost a lot of weight, but she might be in. <laughs> well, let me look her up and see. I, I had a run there, not to get too much, I mean, we've definitely done this for our new fans. I had a run there, fat chicks, that was not, again, not super proud of. But I can say I never slept with, with I never... Got, had sex with anyone that big, yeah. But it was certainly it certainly seemed like for about for six month period there, lot, fat girls were really lining up to 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 I guess to feel to to hang out. I don't really know. Like I've heard the jokes about why fat girls are so good at blowjobs or why fat girls will give out blowjobs, yeah, because they you know that's what they can do. They'll master a blowjob because hey, you're three hundred pounds. Or 250 pounds. Yeah. You know, you're trying to do something. Three bills is a lot. That's a lot. I, I always remember that the translation between male fat and female fat just doesn't yeah. work. If I saw a woman at 175, that's a fucking big woman. Yeah. Unless she's like, I don't know, six foot two. Height plays into of it. Of course, too. but most women, what do you think? I mean, average is yeah. probably like five two. So yeah. if you have like a five two, five three woman who's a buck 75, that's a beyond buxom. But I'm not here to judge and start a Me Too movement. I'm just simply saying that for a period of time there, in that phase of my life that we seem to be at tonight, when I was like, fuck it all. I don't need, like, to be chasing the girlfriend experience if I can just have this fat fatty that I met at the fucking (laughs) karaoke. That's where we always met these fat fatties with the same two bars. And if they don't really want to fuck, I kind of got the Jesus thing back in my life. I'm weird about it, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, suck a dick, suck a dick. And the fat fatties were nice. Yeah. They like cook for you after a blowjob. It was a weird experience. Yeah, I, I, I bet it. I had, I slept with two not fat, but certainly curvier girls than what I would oh. normally pursue. Oh my god! This is what did it. This is what put it off for curvy forever. For well, you. one was a drunken one night stand that I barely remember. The other was a girl I kind of dated for a little bit. Who, you dated a thick girl. She well, she was. You would consider just to be well. No, even you would probably consider to be a little bigger than medium mm. but she was a weight fluctuator because like oh. when, I, when I met her, she was, her she was one size and then she gained a little bit of just drinking weight mm-hmm. and then when we stopped seeing each other is actually because I started seeing Kristen I bumped into her at a bar like a year later and she had clearly been doing cocaine because she had lost it all mm-hmm. and gotten like like Rail thin. super thin mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she was just a fluctuator but I remember there was a girl she was actually a regular guy's intern and <laughs> She came to become friends with me and my buddy Mike in our circle and let it be known throughout our group that she was really into me. Mm. And she was super nice, super sweet, and she was very cute. But she was bigger than me. And I was just like, I'm just not. I said, I hate, told my friend Mike, I said, I hate being this superficial. Mm-hmm. I'm just not attracted to that much of a extra extra weight. <laughs> I just I mean, can't do it. I think She's, it's at least we found common ground with women. Because yeah. I have you ever had the uh, so that was her way of going around you to let it be known, right? She, she, I've uh, had yeah. the, the uncomfortable experience mm-hmm. of the sit down. Have you ever had the sit down? <laughs> Listen, I know I'm fat, but it's, no, no, no. It's never, it's never that. Yeah, I know. right. It's just the people do tend to, to gravitate towards me because I think they feel like there's 
they can be emo- more emotionally open mm. than they might otherwise be. I don't know if there's if that's a good or bad decision on their part. I'm not saying that I'm a sociopath that uses it against them. I'm just saying I don't know if that's the best move yeah. um, to come to me with this stuff. You should stuff. tap into that. Maybe. But that would make me more sociopathic than what I just said I'm not. Anyways. Just saying I, lean into it. <laughs> just a little Dennis. Just go a little Dennis. Uh but I, twice no, I've had the sit down of, you know, I think you're the one for me. We're so great together. We have such a great sense of humor. And the whole time I am just looking at that other chin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's and it's not really like the chin so much as just like I agree with everything they're saying. Like <clears throat> we are super cool. You are super great. You know, we do have a lot in common. And you suck a great you dick. did suck a great dick, <laughs> which has always been the truth in these situations. Always, twice this has happened. Yeah. And uh, but you're just like, but you're my best friend. But mom. you're my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. Wrong one. That was a different fat fat. I told you this is not the night. This is not the night for this. It was good timing. It was. But listen, you're my you're best my friend best mom. friend's mom. <laughs> And you're still married to his dad. Not true. <laughs> I'll play the game, but we won't go that far. I never cuckolded anybody in my life that, you know of. that I know of. <laughs> but I have never willfully, how about yeah. that? I've never willfully cuckolded someone. But yeah, each time you're just like, you're like, all those things are true, but in your head, you're trying to find the quick out. Like, yeah. So, so the, for, I think for these two occasions, it was always like, I just don't. I'm not in a place yeah. to be with someone right now. Yeah. I'm not, or I, and I'd find the myriad of fucking, and they always read through the bullshit. I think they all knew. I think the, both of them knew that what I was saying was, I'm not physically attracted to you. Mm-hmm. And then they have to turn around and rationalize, but wait, you let me fucking, like you blew loads, yolks in my mouth or mm-hmm. something. Clearly something worked. And I, to which, if she had responded with that kind of brutal honesty, I would have been forced to do the same. Like, it's not hard <laughs> to make me hard and shoot a load on your mouth. Yeah. I can horse blinder everything. Yeah. Your mouth becomes someone else's mouth. You it's, don't it, realize You're not even here. <laughs> it's not hard. It's dark and it's a warm, wet mouth. Doesn't matter whose it is. The mustache was a bit of an issue. I used to it. <laughs> bad argument, the Lisa. cold calloused hands on my balls. Bad, I got into that. Bad argument, Lisa. Yeah, bad argument. But it was just like <laughs> I'm just ne- I'm just not physically attracted to you. So there would be nothing for me. Like I and I yeah. certainly wouldn't lean into that just to get more BJ's. I just yeah. clearly I was like my I had hit a rich vein of yeah. fat blowjobs. I didn't need to commit to one of the fatties <laughs> to to do that. Now I remember in high school. I had a girlfriend in like tenth grade, mm-hmm. and then and then not really again after that until I met my you know girlfriend that I had for a couple of years mm-hmm. because of church. But that wasn't she wasn't at my school. That was a church thing. And I remember there was a girl that you know, the way my high school was set up, your lockers were always given to you by last name. So <laughs> freshman year, never even had a locker. Freshman year through twelfth grade, my locker immediate neighbors were always people with H last names and I knew and so that's like the one time you saw some of them there was Hinkle Heinenberg <laughs> exactly <laughs> and there was one girl 
who would let it be known from like ninth grade on that she wanted my shit, mm-hmm. and I cannot at the I, I could I would never be rude to her in person, but I cannot tell you how unattractive I was to her. Sure, big, mm-hmm. redheaded. Oh, but but not freckled. Okay, just redheaded, but like with like Andy McDowell, Elaine Bennis type curls, tight, <sighs> wet. Oh, I know the look. Heavy it, curls. Yeah. And but no, it's interesting without the, with no freckles, smushed nose. Oh, the old SmackDown, huh? Just lady Shrekish. Oh boy, and, and she wanted it all. And like you know, after high school, we said this last week. After high school, I find out that dozens of hot blondes that sprouted tits early all thought I was cute. Yeah, I never heard that. I just heard that this girl really liked me. Yeah, and I remember confiding in my friends like, if that's what. If that's all you have if to look for, that's forward. what the universe is ordained is going to be my kind. I'm going gay, or I'm killing myself. Because that—that's not—that's not cool. I had a, a similar girl that was both crazy about me, like eighth, ninth grade, <clears throat> and she was much the same. Only she didn't yeah. have the piggish nose. Like this girl, was she just, didn't have any the hair. But this girl was sending friends to me well, every now and yeah. then to be like, just so you know, just like, so you know. I'm like, yeah. No, send it back, because uh, nah. And I remember when I was 20, and I broke up with that girlfriend, that serious girlfriend, who was my type, you know, mm-hmm. thin, short hair, etc. I, I thought I had lucked out, and then when I was single again at 20, I was like, God damn it, this is the universe bringing that fat fatty back around, mm-hmm. and, and, and <laughs> like, let's see what I'm going to end up with, I just know it! It's funny, <laughs> the one that, and I, it'd be funny if you looked her up, because the, the one, one of the ones That's that, a good idea. this was not ones that S and D um, asked my D that was just some early high school stuff. She had a big thing for me. She ended up marrying a guy that we went to high school with that I used to, I got on a fight with one time because he made fun of me. You'll like this. His parents were deaf mm. and they lived in our neighborhood and they met like a, like a center for deafness together. I mean, it's like a whole family. Even one of his sisters was deaf. Like, so in the household, he might've been like one of the only persons that could hear. Mm. So somehow he was had these two deaf parents with other deaf siblings that had passed down the gene. Yeah, it's like it's like midget parents with a regular sized kid. Right. Little but he kid, had sorry. he could hear. But his speech had been affected, but that wasn't what any what we got in a fight about. It was he said something to me, just generally kids coming up being stupid and shit. And I said something back to him, but I it was a like, man, this is really not my show. This is me self introspection not then going I well. the cripple kid over. No, I just I basically made fun of him by the by imitating his parents when they would come out on the front porch to call him in. Oh no! You can see where this is going. It's yeah. two deaf people who've always been deaf and yeah. have learned to speak through either voice feel or lip reading. And his name at school was Scott. We always called him Scott. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to get into any last names. But he had a, a different name. Like he, they, his parents called him by his first name. And it was it was just the way they said it. Go ahead. But, I need to hear it. Eh. And you know Banks wants well, to. Well, you're not going to understand because yeah. I still don't really know what his first name was. That's but when they funny. would walk out in the front yard, they'd be like, Debbie! 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 And they would like scream the shit. Like you could hear it. Quarter mile away, damn it! Damn it! They just and, and, and we went. We were kids. I don't know how I make that the title of the episode, <laughs> but I'm gonna try. <laughs> we were we 
were kids and we were assholes and me yeah. and me and this kid were beefing. So when like he said his thing and we were going back and forth trading insults like the Sandlot, uh, I basically was like, hey, time for you to go inside, Danny. And I just did the whole like right back to him and then we went to brouhaha's and waylays after that. But I again, I, I don't drink in my car anymore and I don't make fun of people that are deaf or have deaf parents. Anymore. I, I'm not friends with her, but that's 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 an old picture of her. Can you get me like an actual angle that she's not trying to hide her fat no. face? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the thing is, she's she's one of the fatties that consistently uses filters. So as good as yeah, these filters to. make it look, you have to remember that it's just not. Oh, to. there's better. That's the guy. Is that the dad? I don't know. I'm not friends with her. I'm surprised I can even see these pictures on Facebook. <clears throat> that's um. But that's what I. That's it's a real person. I feel bad, but that's at, at eighteen. I was like, you can't be what I'm destined for. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, Cause, that cause certainly it, is nothing to look forward. Because to. if the universe is pushing you in my direction, I'm finding a, a, to your point many episodes ago a small Puerto Rican mm-hmm. and going gay. Yeah, I don't know why. Did I say small? Yeah, alluded I don't to. I think it's my type. I mean, I, if I was gay, I would not be. A, it was the. It might have been within the context of a it joke. Was the, but. It was the famous episode when we had a client out front. And you're like, I just want to fuck a small Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do remember that, but I think there was I context. Just want a small hair. Just get me a shaved, greasy Puerto Rican <laughs> of age, of age, but a little, one. but a little one, <laughs> not a little person. Well, <laughs> boy-sized man. <laughs> Title the episode. Boy size man. Damn it! Boy, Just all of it. Um, I, when I think about the things that me and my friends make fun of and between 16 and 18 years old, it's like if we. It, it'll take a lifetime to get out of hell oh, at this point. Well, it would, get out of, it would take us a lifetime to get out of woke PC hell. It wouldn't take us like. Nothing we did was inherently that bad. Like, yeah. we've talked about this on the show the, the F word. Between, the between bundle of stick. the sick, yes, the bundle of stick version. The, between the, the cigarette for between a, the because si- I don't remember the word. I really don't remember the word. I don't. I never think I heard the word in elementary school. Mm. But it was like the minute we crossed the precipice into middle school, everyone was a faggot. Yeah, the word was tossed around like it just willy nilly. It, well, it wasn't even willy nilly. It just applied to everything. It, it was like it could be a, a noun. It could be a verb. It could yeah. be an adjective. It could be adverb. And just the absurdity with which we. We would use it. Look at yeah. that. Like, you know, you, the faggoty, faggish, faggy. Like, yeah. I mean, the list went on and on. It was like just a word. It yeah. was not even... I've talked to Leah about this. There was... I didn't even know, and I can say this... I feel pretty confident I could say this. I didn't know it had connotations of homosexuality until two, three years later. Yeah, early on for sure. I mean, they... they <clears throat> gayfer was one, yeah. which was, we've talked about. Is, Homo. Those are pretty clear cut, yeah. even though they're... They're still used as jabs that were like, why is that? Looking back at it, like, nothing about what he was doing was yeah, like, homo gay, or gay. Gay for, <clears throat> gay for, like, coexisted with fart knocker for yeah, a while. Yeah, again, exactly. It was like, they're not to say these are fucking innocent words. I'm not, yeah. the power is of language is real. Bad? I don't know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, what we thought was bad versus what <clears throat> actually is bad and versus, well, like, what was bad. But right. Within the context of how we were using it. Well, in, in my circle of friends for middle school and high school, it was goth and punk rock kids who 
to their credit... I, I thought you would have been on the football team. <laughs> to their credit, they were the most uh, accepting of uh, gays and lesbians. So. Do you think that's why your dad loves Banks more? Definitely why I like football. Brian more. <laughs> it's Brian who's oh, the Oh, sorry. Right, 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 right. It goes Brian and then Banks and then... You're like the... Uh, you've seen Moneyball? <laughs> yes. When in Brad Pitt? When he's like, you know, we're... You get your, your top teams here, your middle teams here, then you go through about four feet of shit, <laughs> and we're right here. And so it's like, Brian's up here, Yeah. there's Banks, just yeah. little, uh, yeah. there's Brent. <laughs> it's definitely disappointing as a teenager. <laughs> I've redeemed myself with good kids. <laughs> you brought yourself back with good cute no, kids. No, but to the credit of the goth and punk kids, they were accepting of gays and lesbians as early as like 7th or 8th grade. And, and I had a, a lesbian friend named Jack, Jacqueline mm. who openly and e- every day referred to herself as a dyke or mm. a fag all okay. the time and did not take offense if you did because that was part of her sort of badass punk rock openly gay at 14 identity. It was almost like a, a badge of pride or honor for her to be called that. And there was a gay guy in the group who was a senior when I was a freshman, so I never knew him as well. I think his name was Josh, I think. And, Josh McCungstein. <laughs> and he and he threw the word around. It was it's it's like black people throwing a word the N word around. It was like a badge of honor for them. And they didn't but you careful. But I'm just saying they said it. I know. So you I'm not felt saying like that you said it. They said it, so you never felt like it was a bad trigger word. I don't recall there being any <clears throat> openly, outwardly gay or... Le- I mean, how... C- let, let's have another conversation real quick. You're saying seventh grade? Uh, Jacqueline as early as eighth grade, for sure. The other guy was a senior when I was in high school. All right. But it was, I'm was, sorry. Eighth grade seems like a... How can you know? It was it was one of the obvious cases. Is she still? Oh yeah, big time. Okay, well that's good. Like very much more than a but like when do you? I guess I, day one. I, like, I hear I hear my gay friends, my lesbian friends, all the other act numbers. Um, they always say they know they knew they like yeah. they knew they knew they knew. You just know. Yeah. And I, I like the ages range, but like they all just seem to know the age the the num that number just becomes when did they just kind of accept it. Right. Rather than when did they figure out they were gay? This girl, you don't just figure out you're gay. I think yeah. you just know inherently that you want this. This girl never made an effort to even date guys. She because she's so there's, there's an honest to god possibility she's maybe never even seen and or touched a penis. Not in real life. I mean, she was she was stocky, masculine, shorts, pants, no dresses, mm. short hair. Very like she called herself a bull dyke, and that's the look she was pursuing as early as fourteen yeah, years mad old. Respect for, I mean, it's that kind of self awareness. I knew kids and like that. I still know her to this day, and <clears> she <throat> is very much, interestingly enough, a Gavin McGinnis, alt right, probably QAnon type person. Really, <laughs> yeah, to bring it back. Around. Interesting. Loves, this is not really that interesting. Loves and calls herself a proud boy. Wow. It's like they don't. I don't think they like. Your lifestyle. <laughs> no, I know. See, that's that's where I've done a lot of reading on this too. There's there's a, a different range now. So there's there are alt right. You could honestly call them neo Nazis that are homosexuals, and they don't look at it as homosexuality. To them, the act of sex has nothing to do with 
defining oneself as an L, a G, a B, a T, whatever. That's her. Yeah. And this is what she looked like. Like, she hasn't changed at all. This is what she looked like when we were 14. <laughs> well, I mean, she can... You can be a proud boy all you want, but she's not really... This is the... Oh, she's Juggalo, too. Yeah. Boy, we should have been on this a, a long this time This is ago. the first girl that I ever knew to give someone a blowjob. Really? Yeah. She looks like the someone that definitely gave an early on in her life blowjob. I'm, I will. I would bet my house she's done meth and more. Oh, well, just yeah. based on what I remember. I can look at that picture and I'd bet more than I remember the seeing house. her. I remember seeing her get into a car once after a show, mm. and I was like, "Where are you going? And who are you going there?" Mm-hmm. With? <laughs> and it was just like, you know, the, definitely juggalos, like like crop tops and bell bottom jeans, methamphetamines, and ICP. Like mm-hmm. that's. And their friends. Yeah, they look. They look like they look like uh, like on the bus. Yeah, following the the band type. Nice, nice. Yeah, but yeah. But what I was saying was, there's this, <clears throat> there's this subsect now within the Proud Boys, if you want to bugaloo, whatever. Really, just more of this violence culture. But guys that align with the alt right that write this very extensive literature that some of it's incredibly well written that that spell out their belief about. It's not really homosexuality so much as is an appreciation of the male form. They, they seem to strike this weird line between uh, trying to be androgynous without without coming off as like without without trying to to, to weigh what it really means to be alt right. Yeah. Right. So I'm not gay. I just like pumping hot cum in my mouth. I mean, <laughs> I've read some of this shit, and, you're, and it's like it's like this. Oh, okay. I've seen some okay. of the people on Facebook that get in my and get into Facebook arguments with me, and they've got all the runes. They don't know that I know. Yeah, and then they'll they'll share a picture of their friend, and they, the male form is so lovely, and all their friends are like gay. Ha, ha. And he's like, it's not gay. He goes in like this big. I'm like, you're just stealing from this one guy that I've yeah. read a ton of, where he says he's not gay. He just has sex with men. Well, yeah, the, think about the, but uh, think the, about that. They're, what they're taking away from, what they actively are trying to rob, if you would call it that, the that community, the gay community of, mm-hmm. is saying that for them it's not about sexual orientation at all. It's just sex. Yeah. It's just, I think you're an attractive <clears throat> man. I want to pump a load into your ass or your face or your mouth or wherever. And then I want you to pump one into uh, mine. Or, but see, there's lines. <laughs> like this guy made it very clear that yeah. it's like he doesn't use the he won't eat. He goes so far as to not even use the vocabulary that exists within the gay community, the LGBTQ community, like a top, a bottom, a bear. All that goes away. He went from a twink to a twink. To a twink or a twonk, right. <laughs> that, that verbiage doesn't apply to this, this concept, right? Because, mm-hmm. again, they, they think the entire – they are anti-gay. Right. They're just guys that fuck other dudes in the ass. Yeah. They're not gay. In <laughs> fact, they think of that as a weakness on culture, mm. right? They, they, they think that the gay pariah—that's—it's it's taking away from this white supremacy. But they—they'll—they'll they'll, to rationalize it any myriad of ways. They'll say that they're the master race. They used, you know, two beautiful men. What's wrong with two beautiful men fucking in a beautiful? meadow somewhere if they just want to fuck and then go off and do other manly things. Sometimes you just want to drop a big manly load on a beard. Yeah. Hitler would have wanted it Hitler that way. Hitler would have fucking wanted it that way. <laughs> Not this is all true. You can do your own readings. I I'll, I'll send to, I'll send the text are any out. Any of these people in Canada cuz it's just looking better and better. With these they're they're all here. Canada's no better. 
Canada seems better. It, it's cold and it's no better. I'm fine with the cold. It seems. Have better. you ever felt Canadian weather? I've been in upstate New York. It's not and, the same. And Minneapolis twice. Nope. I don't care. It's not the same. I don't care. You could get AIDS when you cross the border. I'd still think about going. I love the cold. And I'd go to Canada. I'm just making sure that one, it's not much better because <laughs> if you stay in that one, you know, how it's like Canada's population is entirely along the border. Yeah. Right. Like ninety percent. The population is along the border. So to get anything in the sense of, like, I need to get away from America is really just an innate desire to get away from the world. And that ties it back into what I'm saying. I am dealing with a very much a real-world destruction well, what, fantasy. Where can we go? Can we go to Hawaii? Well, technically nowhere. <laughs> I know we're not allowed to go anywhere right now. Can we go to Hawaii? Is My personal there? dream, I've done some research. I'm looking at New Zealand. Sounds good. Incredibly hard place to get a work visa. So mm-hmm. unless you have expendable, well, see, unless you unless you have income that's already there, right. savings to, to where you can go to a place and not have access to a visa for two to three years while you go through the process. That's why I revert to Canada because it, they only for a family of four they only want to see that you have twenty four k. But just to Canada's credit, America doesn't do this. Canada will not let you immigrate unless you have twenty four thousand dollars as a family of four. Mm-hmm. They won't even let you start. They want to make sure you're coming with money so that you're not poor on day one. Whereas America is just like, eh, just pass this test and (laughs) you can pick strawberries. Fuck no. No, 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 no. (laughs) Don't even take the test because then we have to give you a fucking living wage. Yeah, just Just pretend we're going to act mad. Come on, come on. Come on, let's fucking go. No, but Canada... (laughs) Get under. Get under. <laughs> you fucking wetbacks. Meanwhile, they're just yeah. shoving them underneath. The, this show's got yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> it's all contextual. Yeah. Well, Canada wants to see that you got 24K, and then it helps if you have a relative there, which we do. Kristen's cousin lives in Montreal. Mm. And her grandmother is from uh, French Canadia. French Canadia. <laughs> Is I'll that a, is that a different... <laughs> yeah, you're going to be fine. No, Kristen's grandmother was Is French that like Canadian. the seventh... Of the districts, is there, I know there's six that I knew yeah, of. No, it's the so the French Canadia. No, I believe Kristen's mom's family was all from Quebec, Quebec City, Quebec. Nice. nice. <clears throat> so as I even read online, provided they don't you say have, the second T in Toronto. I know. Drop it. Yeah, I know from having <coughs> recently read because I was like, I just want to know what it would take to just not be here anymore. That Leah, I, I say that she used to say the same thing, but now she's like, but we have to stay. And we have to do something. I'm like, mm. I'm so far past that. I have so many liberal friends like, no, stay and fight. And I'm like, no, fuck this. Well, country. there's nothing to fight I want for. To leave. Yeah, there's <laughs> a, a, the the deeper you go down the wormhole, the <clears throat> more it just becomes clear that nothing's new underneath the sun here, and yeah. that everything we're recycling back around here is a conversation that America has had with itself dozens of times over, yeah. and has not improved. And I think it's kind of like. I, I watched a thing on the SEC today about segregation in the Southeastern Conference in football, right? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about people knew the change was coming. Bear Bryant and Alabama knew the change was coming. They were already trying to bring in black athletes. But the biggest hurdle to them in that state was this last bastion of Bama fans. And they weren't called the subway fans like they would be called in New York because there's no subway. So they just called them the dirt road graduates. Not graduates of Alabama, just KKK, good old southern boys. They were like, yeah. fuck you. And you just find out that that's not really going to go away. Yeah. Like dad used to say, a couple generations, some of these people, the last vestiges of this old southern racism will go away. And I'm like, eh. I saw a good I meme. just see it 
being reverted. I, I don't. I don't see it becoming. I see it being altered and changed, not not being lessened in any good, way. I saw a good meme on Facebook. It was a guy who just, man, I wish y'all hated the KKK as much as y'all hate Black Lives Matter. Man, seriously. <laughs> and it's just the irrationality of looking at the Black Lives Matter movement as one giant thing that's all bad. Yeah. Right. No, we, we don't need to get into this. You know history, so let me ask you: Would you is it would, is it fair to say that at the end of World War II, the winners decided to teach Germany a lesson in terms of how they treated them when it was over? That came at the end of the First World War. <clears throat> Not so much the second. By comparison, no. But at the end of the Second World War, like we're splitting you up, we're giving half of you to communist Russia. That wasn't a choice. We're going to hang a lot of you. <laughs> like we're gonna- people. People act like there was a. I, I love the in the. When Eisenhower, or excuse me, when um, Roosevelt and Stalin and Churchill met at Yalta, there's this, I don't want to say misconception, but like we gave the Russians too much, Mm -hmm. right? We let them, we didn't let them do anything. For for an American, this this American mythos, right? Just get brighter in here. A little bit. For this thought process of like, (laughs) we, we allowed the Soviet Union to take their half of Berlin. No, we didn't. We just gave them what they already were going to fucking take and made our way to get there as fast as possible to get our piece. Yeah. It wasn't some nice decision that was made. Now, what you're talking about, but you're talking about something different. You're talking about well, and I guess to, make, to cripple a country yeah. because of their perceived actions post pre-war. And I guess what, that was certainly what you're the saying, first world war, not the second. What you're saying, I'm remembering now a lot of what Hitler's whole thing was like, he was mad. Mm-hmm. Like all of Germany was yeah, mad. Yeah, all of Germany was mad because of how buttfuck they got. They had to the sign they had to Versailles, sign that right? Treaty of Versailles and yeah. they had to 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 Sign a clause that accepted all culpability for the entirety of the four years, right. which is absolutely absurd. Right, absolutely. And, and, so, and every every world leader, every commander that was alive in 1914, and there were plenty of people that were you know big wigs that were still alive. Everyone else was dead, but plenty of people that started this thing were still alive. They knew that was yeah. bullshit, but they forced the German hand to sign it because they needed the optics to the rest of the world. They couldn't. You can't have. Everyone saying, "Well, you know what? We're pretty much all to blame in this. That's not how war works." Right. My the reason I'm bringing it up. I said this with my brother-in-law on Sunday uh, when we were in, at the pool. I said I have this fantasy, this blue wave fantasy, where November comes, Joe Biden wins, mm-hmm. and it's an embarrassing landslide, mm-hmm. an unspinnable landslide. Mm-hmm. Like you've, America has rebuked yeah. Trump. And the Democrats take the Senate and the and the Republican Party. Yeah, because there's no there's no delineation now. Like I'm talking a massive upturn. Like Georgia finally goes blue. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about. I it think forever. for it to be considered a true blue wave, I would have to see. Let me. I'm just trying to help you. I don't want you to continue on your tail. I'm just trying to wrap it in a box. For me to call it a true blue wave, Georgia has to flip. For maybe the first time in 40, 50 years, you yeah. have to go blue in a presidential race. Florida has to go, which is seems like it could. Yeah. And then one of the other big ones, whether it's Michigan or Texas, it's got to be one of those battleground states where they're spending think, all the money. I think Texas is a harder one. It's a hard out. Because it's huge. It's huge, but those it's it's just amazing. I, I want to see that. I want to see the House maintain control and get even more. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Senate go blue. I want to see Mitch McConnell unseated. I actually don't. I, I want to see everything you're talking about. <laughs> okay. But him maintain his seat 
You see what I'm saying? Just to, oh, you're still here. Yeah. Oh, but guess what? But I, I want to see all that happen, right? Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. see it's 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 a total rebuke mm-hmm. of what is in control now. Right. And the first thing I want Joe Biden to do is say, I just met with Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's going to step down, and I'm appointing Barack Hussein Obama to the Supreme oh, Court. Oh, man. Harvard, or he wasn't, wasn't he a Harvard Law student? Mm-hmm. Like, argue, even Rush Limbaugh has said, knows the law like the back of his hand, mm-hmm. would be a great Supreme Court justice, and he's not old. What better fuck you to the anti-Obama people in this country than to make him a permanent seat? I told you, I, I fear this, this retribution of the blue wave. I'm Let the blue done. wave be the blue wave. <laughs> I know done. you're not done. Continue. <laughs> and then, and then, while they have two years of just total Democrat reign, whatever it takes to un-gerrymander the fuck out of every district in this country mm. so that when the next election comes back around, no matter how hard corporatist Republicans try, they can't fuck over elections in small towns anymore. They mm. can't. They, just to restore some balance, the one jab I want is Obama on the Supreme Court. That's an impossible jab. It'll never happen. I Obama would, doesn't want, Obama doesn't want that, that fucking job. A whole your whole life. Put, put me in a Supreme room. Court. Put me in a room. Like, listen, people hated you, and they still do. No, they don't. Half of this country <laughs> loves that man. Thirty percent of this country is adamantly like, racist and hates him like with vitriol. Barry, Barry, There's twenty percent. What better way to piss off people who don't like you than to make you a permanent fixture on in the our Supreme government? Court? Yeah. It's you can't you you can't be unvote. You can't. You know be the funny thing out. about it? it would be so funny because he might do that, and you'd be you'd be it'd be like Gorsuch or. John Roberts now. You'd be amazed at some of the cases where Obama might break the tie towards a conservative And that viewpoint. would be fine. Yeah. I, it's not about me hoping that we solidify some liberal policy on the Supreme Court. It's just to piss off well, all of the anti-Obama Let people. me ask you something. Let me put it back I want to do to them people, what Trump, we did Trump, to Germany Trumpers. in World War I. <laughs> I want to Fuck them in the ground. Well, I've told you that's not going to get us anywhere. But I don't I, care. I know. Anymore. I know. I know. I'm just telling you. I'm I the just, joker I just, lighting the money on fire. Behind <laughs> I don't care. It's anymore. not about the money. Uh, it's it, just I, for two years, and then we go back to normal. I just the retribution. <laughs> let the retribution be the rebuke, and then get to business. Like I, I do. I want to see if I had any. Beef. I want to see a few select members go down forever, the Gateses of the world and so forth. But I want to see like a personal rollback of literally everything because he did. He, he his whole goal of his presidency has been to just strip away another president's presidency, right? right? But I saw a pretty good point someone made the other day that essentially Trumpers like when you present them with evidence of like what has he done. They don't ever respond to any piece of legislation. Right, because right? there's, there's not really anything important that he's really done, or at least big and right. win, as he said he would, right? But what he does do well and why they consider him a success is exactly what you just said. He, all he does is piss off people they don't like. Mm-hmm. He's a really successful person at trolling Pigeonholing, making barbing, argumenting, yeah. you know, insulting people that his thirty five percent of racist radicals. It's like Catholic love. apologists that he is successful. That's the the disconnect with liberals don't understand. They, he's what is he been successful? In? If you ask the Trumper, yeah, he's been super successful at what? Because he's making you mad. Because he's look at you now. Yeah, you're fucking so you. I got. I just read uh, Eric Trump's great triggered. <laughs> <laughs> 
people that still like him are like Catholic apologists when they watch Spotlight. It's like, they raped kids. Yeah, but it's my church. He's okay. a terrible leader. Yeah, but I like it. Mm-hmm. But he fucking gives it to Pelosi. He gives it to Pelosi. So what? Why, why do, where is this? I people back in the gym, like, fucking Pelosi and Schumer. I'm like, yeah, what do you honestly know about these people? <laughs> Other than what you see on TV. And if we're gauging TV, again, yeah. here we go. Like, I mean, the most oh, oh I know Joe, did you, hear, did you hear the president today? No, uh, maybe. Mispronounced, he can't say Yosemite. Yos- what did he say? Yosemite. Yosemite. Oh, good. Like anti-Semite. <laughs> well, it was probably fresh. And there's a yo Semite, a yo yo Semite, yo yo. He stumbles on it. <laughs> Sometimes I run my own beauty shop. I just walk in on. I ground I mean, by a pussy. It's not like I'm a jumbo fan of hers. I, I, I want not only who. Pelosi, like I don't give a shit about her. Like whenever I'm in an argument with a Republican family member, like, oh yeah, well, what about Nancy Pelosi? I'm like, yeah, what about her? I'm well, fucking. I don't know. She's in California. Yeah, what if she leads? She's the minority leader. I don't. What do you want? House minority or, or house, house house majority house majority leader? Majority leader. Yeah, like, what, uh, she's third in line to the president. Newt Gingrich was weird too. What are we? What What are we just throwing back? I, I don't, <laughs> Chuck Schumer. Oh my God, I don't. Well, know when you bring up Newt Gingrich, he is the start of the don't cooperate. Cooperate. He is, he is the beginning of the don't cooperate Republican Party. Like, stop governing, stop legislating, just get in the way. 94. That's yeah. and, and ever since then, that's been their... That's kind of why I want to treat Republicans the way the world treated Germany at the end of World War One. Like, we're going we're gonna to pound... We're going to give you an ass pounding, mm-hmm. a la It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then we're going to cut your ear off mm-hmm. to make you remember. We're going to give you two cuts on the cheek, yeah. like, in, in, what's his name... Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya. We're gonna we're gonna leave you with a little reminder mm-hmm. to not fucking be dipshits again the next time you come back around. I mean, I never would have thought that was a possibility seven eight months ago, but it's a possibility now. They're really talking about Georgia too, which is interesting. But I mean, it's like they've been doing that for ten years, so it's tough to get excited about yeah. a, a purple Georgia. I'd or love a blue to see Georgia. Georgia go blue to get blue to get senators, Democrat senators. I'd like, just just so I could see Brian Kemp's dumb face, like I thought I thought we were doing good. <laughs> COVID nineteen. Trump, Mr. COVID. Trump, Mr. Trump, what am I gonna do? With that? Demi! <laughs> Demi! Mr. Trump, what am I gonna do that you? <laughs> COVID. How am I supposed to kill thousands of Georgians a day? How am I gonna you? How am I gonna boom boom click clack? I'm not going to move him. Where am I going to drop my Mexicans? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> fucking stupid. That no, guy's I, a fucking piece of shit, too. I love the Ax- Axios interview. Oh, man, that was a Trump. train wreck. Wait, just read the books. Just look at this. Just look, just at, this, look at this statistic. This statistic. This, this statistic says we're doing good. Your statistic says we're doing bad. Can, Mr. President, can you back that up? No, just read it. No, just read it. What? What are you? What? what? It's like you said, it'd be funny. Watching it, I was like, this is like John Oliver if John Oliver wasn't funny. You have a British person sitting across from an idiot going, what are you saying? And and he just keeps saying it. He's like, you're looking at it per population. We're looking at it per case. It's like, yeah, but still a thousand Americans are dying a day. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not that bad. Yeah. He said it today, the quote, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what what it is. What I personally can't wait for, if I do... 
And I've said it before. Nothing, nothing new here. I, I just can't wait to see his presidential statue library if, if they even do that. It might just be a, a center full of tweets. Like, But, I mean, that is going to be the most defecated and pissed on place in America. Oh, for sure. It's it's not. It's going to be a destination place. You understand? Like no one, very few people come to Atlanta and <laughs> look at their agenda and say Ooh, first the on the list is go to the Carter Center. Yeah. Now they might look at the list and say, hey, you know, we're going to be in the old Fort Worth. It's like seven dollars. I don't even know if it, it might be free. Knowing Jimmy Carter, <laughs> and I'm a peanut farmer. <laughs> I like Jimmy. You can say what you want, but. You know, no one goes there because it's there. It's just something that's right. there. And so they're like, oh, well, we're here already. Let's see what the Carter Center is about. No, 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 no. People are going to to make specific Honey, stops. why are you getting up on this exit? Yeah. Uh, oh, we're going fuck. We're going to go about two hours out of the way. Like, where's he going to put it? It's definitely like Florida. Florida, for sure. Right? Yeah. Mar-a-Lago, sure. probably, yeah. somewhere near there. Tallahassee. He'll go crazy, though. I mean, he's going to build something. Jacksonville. Oh, God, that'd be great. I, I really hope it's Florida, because that's really the only place well, he could be. It, he's a Floridian now. Well, yeah, when you New see York. He's, and I don't know if you've seen it, but the New York prosecutor's office, the Southern District the Southern District of New York prosecutor, they're coming after this, man. Because they, they filed that complaint and said, we're not, really, we're not here about the hush money anymore. We're here about bank fraud. <laughs> I mean, they're using simple terms now. They, yeah. I, read, I read the report. And they were saying this guy's like I've been in been in law thirty years. When you start seeing they, they get away from that exotic language of like hush money here yada yada because those things are incredibly hard to to prove. Right. When you start hearing the simple terms, bank fraud, like that's where you know oh, okay, so this is going to get kind of serious because like no there's no like precedent for a judge to dismiss a case just because the president has committed he's got you know they already said you don't have immunity this his supreme court <laughs> said you don't have seven to two wow. including kavanaugh saying no 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 you don't the two um oh scalia from the grave and <laughs> probably he counts for two <laughs> the uh, the guy that's he's been on the wrong end of every vote now for like a year and a half there's one of the justices that's he's like a nobody that he, he gets lost because he's always on the wrong side. He's a Bush appointee too. I can't remember his Lance name. Thomas? No, he's oh, he was one of the two, well, I, that I make, believe. That, that but makes sense. it's uh, Breyer. I don't know. I don't know them all. Hmm. But that is one thing to think about: is that they have like ninety days left. Bader Ginsburg could die any moment, and they're going to try to force that. And I don't really know how that works, but we already did this. McConnell said at the end of Obama's last 100 days they weren't going to take Merrick Garland. Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't give him they didn't even give him the time of day. Do we, are we down to 100 days? What do we have left? 90. <clears throat> oh yeah, so if she dies, they would try to push it and I don't know how the house fights against it. I don't know Senate, if the house the Senate's going to be no they really can't. They can <clears throat> But you'd have just weeks long of I thought we couldn't push through court justices. Yeah, like y'all said, we days. couldn't do this. Look at Merrick Garland. Yeah. Like that doesn't work like that this. The next, pre- the next president should be the one. Just like y'all said, I yeah. remember hearing on the radio. Let the people decide. Let the people decide, and then the, the people will decide. Well, I had some Kentucky <laughs> bourbon over the weekend. <laughs> I hope he dies a violent death, not like at someone's <laughs> hands, but like uh, like a shark attack. No, like uh, no, 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 no. Like it's like shit for the animal. It tastes like garbage too an alligator uh, attack that'd be nice or I was thinking more along the lines of like one of his constituents uh, real liquored up like mm. hits him in his car and hopefully he has like a 19 year old Puerto Rican boy 
giving him a blowjob in the car. Hopefully not against his will. I don't right. know how it works in Kentucky. But, <laughs> um, you know, like that. And he's thrown <laughs> off the road. Kentucky, and again. he I'm doesn't die hell. right away. Yeah. That kind of thing. Because I think he's a literal, I think he's an actual human piece of shit. I think there's, a, there's like people up there that are political to advance their career or they're out for their money. They have all different types of, mainly the same, but. Similar motivations. I actually feel like he is a legitimate shit human being, and I hope he meets a shit death. It does make you wonder, like, could it get worse than him? Yeah, (laughs) probably. Like, of course, he'll age out or die or something eventually. So it's like, does he? Who? who, I just, I just look at a backwards dude from Kentucky in general, and I'm like, how did you even get here with that neck, with that face? Like, how, how have you even (laughs) voted in this many times? And then you get back to, oh, it's Kentucky. All right, so it's like Florida without a without an ocean. You know, it's like. I mean, I'm sorry, Kentucky. I guess if, you, if you're from Kentucky and you're listening, well, what about our bourbon? We've got bourbon. Congratulations! I've been to your state on multiple occasions, and I, I mean, nice horses, but that's for the super rich. That's yeah. not for people from. That's what I love. We got beautiful Kentucky bluegrass and all these horse farms. And I'm like, when I was on those horse farms, I, 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 you'll have to show me. I only saw Japanese people <laughs> buying multi-million-dollar horses to then fly off to Japan. Or the Arab Emirates. I didn't see a lot of like native Kentuckians out there at the racetrack. Or they were eating hot dogs in a trailer. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of. I, I've been to your Kentucky America. football games. I've seen you there. Speaking of bourbon, how long has it been since you haven't had a drink? Mm. Are you even counting anymore? It's like 160 plus days. I don't have an exact count. Is it a lifetime decision, or you just know. you just dry for now? I just told you. I just like it's nice having an unbroken streak of anything, let alone. I guess the reason I'm asking is like, if I had asked you nine months ago, do you think you have a drinking problem? Would you have said yes or no? Oh yeah, we did. We've done this. We've done this on the podcast. So, well, like outside looking in now, do you do you think that you drank too much before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So do you think? Do you fear going back to it and losing control again? Uh, it's not so much a fear. It's a no. You know, like, if you go back to Right it, now, yeah. You'll be buying sleeves of vodka within the week. I don't know about sleeves. I mean, that was actually when it was in control. The really? sleeves were fair, fairly controlled. The sleeves were, from my perception... You only saw it, like, one day a week, and that was... I was like, we were potting. And my, in my mind, better <laughs> pod was, like, get a buzz. Right. I don't... I think that's been proven just true. I don't know if that's untrue. That's a funny drunk episode. We have. And I maybe... One day we get back to that. But, but right now, Sometimes I don't... Sometimes I drink two beers when we're in here because I know if I have a little bit of a buzz and we latch onto a topic where I can get sort of, like, get Lewis Black angry... Yeah. It helps speed it up a little bit. For sure. I'm trying to give it a break because I had my weight in beer over the weekend, and I've been vaping every night, <clears throat> and I just noticed today, I was like, I'm starting to lose my voice. This is either COVID or too much smoking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're an asshole if it's the former. It, it's Laryngitis is not a symptom. No, I know. Um yeah, no, I... I, I, I he coughed on it, me on Sunday. Just, I wouldn't have symptoms yet. It's just a matter of knowing, like, one, I just don't want to. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. There, there, there's there's days where you're like, man, I could use a drink. But it's never... It's always situational. Well, I was going to ask, like, you know, you, you seem to have... We've golfed twice now. We haven't talked about that. We've golfed together twice now. And you seem to have some things you like to do just in the two experiences. You have the... What are they, cigarillos? That's for golf courses. Right, but like, was there, a, was there a time when you had some, some scotch minis in the bag? Of course. I was cleaning out, when I 
bought those new clubs. This this is really a very shit on Austin podcast. But when I bought <laughs> those, <laughs> I'm doing it to myself, so I can't be mad at anybody. But when I bought the new clubs, uh, I took the old bag out, and I was you know, taking the golf balls and all those things and tees and all, you know those things have 90 pockets you forget yeah and i opened uh two or three pockets underneath there's a, a raincoat and like 90 minis empties Empty. yeah. yeah of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> i would have known <laughs> back in the day 90 minis would not have eluded me if they were still <laughs> fucking full of alcohol but no, I, it was like uh, just like, the like, sheer amount of alcohol i've consumed which is like when i was golfing cracking a beer it it was enjoyable mm-hmm. so and, and you've golfed to excess compared to me so i just wonder do you miss the scotch buzz that goes golfing? away um those types of they go away with time i should say before i finish the statement but the interconnectivity of tying whatever your choice is mm-hmm. with whatever the event is goes away after fairly quick period of time like if you, know, you i get that from quitting when i from quitting smoking right like there's so many in it like when you it's when you eat right right when you eat you want to smoke oh yeah, yeah yeah when you drink you want to smoke oh, for me it was the car it's like what Whatever. am i gonna do in the car if i can't smoke a cigarette right um <laughs> that type of thing the golf that was certain i i it will tell you the truth i was always more concerned with the podcast hmm and drinking because that's just how we started. I mean, you remember cold cut nights? We were fucked up. That first podcast, I had a yeah. wicked buzz on, and then we yeah. ate spaghetti and it rounded it out. But like, I was always afraid yeah, if I podcasts. if I could not get a buzz on, I didn't feel like it'd be funny. And then what we found, I found out was like a lot of times it was like this is funny, but whatever was happening it's in also that long winded, long winded, but also whatever was happening in that room is pretty. Some of that humor stays there. Right, because you're when you're drunk, you're like, ah, just fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then you listen to it later, you're like, this is not that funny. Not that funny. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It was much yeah. funnier when we were drunken in that scenario. Well, yeah, the early podcast days, I was drinking like four to six beers. Oh, we were splitting beers, and yeah. there was like whole meals we were cooking. And nowadays, like I didn't have any tonight. Now, if I do, I'll get two like sixteen ounce beers. Mm-hmm. And maybe have both, maybe yeah. not. It just kind of depends I, on my mood. I, I, I mean, to answer the the larger question, I don't know that I would go crazy. I just know that I don't really want to, and I I, I love I love not having it in my system. Mm. I can tell the littlest things. I, I mean, I've lost a ton of weight. And I don't even I didn't even have to do anything. I don't even go to the gym because my membership lapsed, and they have an old credit card. And it turns out I had been in there for like a month before they told me, so I got like a free month. Mm. Of you know, very limited dick, and pretty good workout, and didn't get charged. That's how I, I just have no desire to have it back in, in my system. Now, like I said, some days you have a shit day, and you're like, man, you know how instant you can have that edge off. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, it's just because it, I guess there is an element of fear. Because like I, I saw that movie Flight. I love that movie. You ever seen that? Yeah. When you know he's going to that last Denzel. scene. Yeah, he's yeah. going. He's got that last. NTSB more NTSB more board meeting or, or whatever that crash meeting was, and the night before you know they all he's got to do is stay sober, and you see that he puts that little gray goose back on the the thing, and then mm-hmm. the camera zooms away, and then he just swipes that shit back up, and then it just turns into what it turns into, where one gray goose mini right turns into 
the entirety of that room's mini bar. Like right. I, I just don't know what would happen. So why even deal with the beast? Yeah, I've never had drinking to that extent. That said, like we said on the podcast with the three types of married sex in my house, there mm-hmm. is tequila night. Yeah, that's a fun one. But it's it's sort of designated. And yeah. even if I have six shots of tequila mm-hmm. and I'm pretty liquored up, I still go, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've heard stories of like alcoholic relatives who are like, well, no, I got to finish it. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I, it's like I don't want to go. It's already been a bad enough podcast for me. I don't think we need to like really branch into this too much harder than we already have. <laughs> I, there was I, a time. My no. thing is not. It was not necessary. It was not like an every day, but mm-hmm. it was just like it got to a point where yeah, like, damn, did I just drink that entire bottle? Well, we've told that that was an early joke of the podcast. Like, I'm going to buy the nice liquor and keep it for right. special. Ca- oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> that was nice, though. It was good. It was, I, I actually enjoyed it, but yeah, it's gone. And it's Tuesday. Yeah. And like this idea I had of being like, I, I long I wanted to have, I even had the little cart. I wanted to have one of those old school, yeah. have make your drink carts. Mm-hmm. And I knew early on that ain't going to work because if I have a cart that's mobile, I'll just park that motherfucker next to my chair. See you, uh, you know, Friday night. See you Sunday morning, or yeah. you know, whatever Sunday afternoon. I think about cutting it off for a while sometimes, but that edge off day, uh, when that day comes, like I, I know that you turn to to weed. I didn't turn. I'd always just. Well, I know that's 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 what you do, mm-hmm. I guess, when you have a bad day. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind it, but case in point today, like, I know, and it's the same when I used to smoke cigarettes and cigars, like, too much in a row, too many days, it fucks with my voice. And... No, we don't, we can't have that. Not with podcasts. Not with Golden Boys. And I don't like edibles that much. My mm-hmm. brother-in-law said the same thing. He said, yeah, I don't, he said, if anything, back in L.A., I might get the low-dose lemonade. He said, but I'm the same way where they kind of hit me late and they hit me weird and I feel shitty the next day. Mm. I, don't, I I can't fathom that. I, I don't. When y'all tell me you're the you're now I guess by extension him are the only people I've ever heard having some kind of post. I've had hangover effect. I've had amazing edible. edible experiences, but I've had more bad ones, hmm. and I don't I don't want to do that. So it's like when I think about not drinking for an extended period of time, it's like well I'm not gonna vape my fucking weed pen every night because I'll fuck my voice up if I do it too much as I have and edibles are out because what if it's a bad one it's like uh, I guess there's heroin no. <laughs> so I, I revert back to just the couple here's years what I'll say policy. here's what I'll say I, 20 pounds and I did nothing that sounds nice I mean I didn't I didn't there was no when I lost this weight I was right at the start of this pandemic mm-hmm. I mean literally I stopped my last day of drinking was February 23rd, right before this. So I, I didn't, I up. couldn't go to the gym. I for, turned it up at the beginning of the For three pandemic. months, right. So I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, what a great time to be on the business end of trying to get sober during a fucking global pandemic. Yeah. But it, 20 pounds, I didn't do anything. And 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 I saw, like, it. you probably wouldn't notice, but I do. I, I don't have near, I, I'm not bloated. Right. If you look at pictures, I looked at pictures that you took today at your house, that profile pic that I used, the good mm-hmm. photos. Yeah. Good photos. If I took that now, I'd look so much better. We can retake it. I mean, I, I you can tell, you can see in that, because that was like just at the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, two weeks, I did that. It was, like, two, or just under two weeks since I had last had a drink. Well, and what you don't know, and I don't reveal unless somebody wants to see, is, like, I did do certain Some changes, things. yeah. Like, because you had a lot of redness going on mm-hmm. in your face and skin. And nobody wants to look red, especially on, a, like, a corporate work picture. Right, you don't so want to look like a fucking guy that's got type <laughs> 1 diabetes. So at, I dialed all that down, yeah. you know. But you can, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could see in that picture, <laughs> even in that picture, that, oh, man, I was so much more... And then I go, went back and looked at my friend who, like, did a year sober before he kind of – he was actually going trying to go lifetime sober. And he had a 390-day fall-off-the-wagon moment, which has got to be just so shitty. I, I know it is. He's back on. He's doing his good things. But um, he sent me pictures of, you know, this is me at my worst. Mm-hmm. And this is me after three months. And here's me a year sober. And you're just like – and you're not doing anything? He's like, I do my normal I workout at best once every two days. Yeah. And it's not like I'm working out. I just fucking go stare at chicks and do some curls and get my cardio in. Like, it's not like I'm doing anything. Right. I'm not crossfitting. And it was, you could just see it. And it was like, it made so much sense when you start breaking it down. Like, it's all sugar. So that's where your weight is, right? Yeah. All of it. Yeah, it's all sugar. It's all sugar. And then it causes hypertension and it causes, um, what do you call it? The things that um, <clears throat> makes you swell. Inflammation. Inflammation. Yeah. Which is like everyone in the world is affected by inflammation because we all have shit diets and we don't drink enough water. Right. So like you could see it. It was like this visual, vis- visual interpretation. I am inflamed. Yeah, I could see it. I was <laughs> like, okay. I, I always knew like my body type's weird because I don't feel like I'm that fat. But look at my fucking fat. Like even when I was like working out, mm. I was like, look, and, but that's the thing. I'd work out, I'd burn 1,200 calories, right? I mean, that's a two-hour workout for me. a couple vodka minis. Well, my mind, (laughs) the rationalization was so piss poor that I was like, all right, I burned 1,200 calories. There's about 90 calories in each shot of vodka. Mm. So how many can I do tonight? (laughs) 12. Yeah. (laughs) Right? I can do 12, but that's not, that math doesn't work, though. Right. Because you're burning good cows. Mm-hmm. And adding empty calories. Yeah, sugar. Sugar. Sugar calories. Refined sugar. Sugar on Not sugar. Even sugar. Shit that your body's going to turn, turn into, into the sugar. worst kind. The worst of sugar. kind of sugar. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I could see it. And then the couple things that I I noticed right off the bat, and this is where it gets weird, that you smell better, so much better. Your mm. se- everything about you. Physiolog- the physiological makeup changes. Like if, if I was a guy like Kevin from the office, I typically had really smelly feet. Mm. My socks would smell like shit at the end yeah. of one day. Like I could put a pair of, fr- you should be able to put a pair of fresh, clean socks on your feet. Assuming you're not a construction worker or something that's crazy like that. Right. A hockey player or some shit, but your job, you mm. should be able to put a fresh pair of socks on in the morning. that are clean. Mm. Come home from your regular, non crazy abrasive day job Take off your socks and be like, I mean, that's not great, but, you know, not bad. There's some days when it's bad. There's some days when it's not. That's the point. It just depends. Because the days when it's really bad is your body trying its absolute best to discard some of what you've put into it. Yeah. So, like, your natural body odors totally change. McDonald's, I mean, Miller Lite. <laughs> get it out through the feet. <laughs> it is. And then what's worse, I mean, Lee, then Leah started chiming in, and she's like, I mean, I really like it because, like, you taste better. Mm. Yeah. You smell thought, better. Well, and on that You note, look better. And then I started to notice that this thing that had always been the bane of my existence, 
the gobbler, as I called yeah. it, the yeah. fat face, that second, almost not second chin, the the chin, just, just extra neck, the extra neck that denied me a a, a, a jawline. A jawline. Mm-hmm. It just started going away, and I was like, I'm, I'm in the middle of a lockdown. Mm-hmm. I'm not exercising. Yeah. So like, I just saw those changes. I and, and everyone around me was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you look great. You look, f-. and it was like people that wouldn't do that. There's people that will do that. Yeah. To almost kind of like the old joke of a don't forget about me today. Mm-hmm. They'll comment on your look to even find a way to compliment themselves. I know that right. sounds weird, but there's people that came up to me that were like that would never go out of their way to say, hey, man, you're looking great. Mm-hmm. And they were doing that. And I was like, there's it's literally it. So when like a family member who may or may not have a, a you know, like a similar issue to what I might have used to have, like, you know, he comes up, he's like, dude, like, what's going on? You look great. And I'm like, it's one simple change. Yeah. And I know it's going to seem crazy, but I just say, like, I just stopped altogether. And he's like, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know. And I, I'm not asking anyone to do it, but I am simply no. saying, if you could make it to 150 days and then mark it and say, all right, let's go back and look at before, here's the middle point, here's the 150-day point. If you can do that and tell me you don't see noticeable changes yeah. Across the spectrum of your physiological makeup, for the better, right? Then you're lying. And whether or not you choose, now look, I want to get back to a life. I do want this, where I, where you and I, in an optimal world, can go deep sea fishing and have a cocktail mm-hmm. while we sit. Yeah. Or yeah, if we're going to take this podcast on the road in the future, you know, got to crack a beer with the fans. I, I want to be at the AVN Award with a whiskey. Mm-hmm. With a whiskey cocktail. Yeah. You know, I want that. I want to figure out, because what I'm thinking I'm discovering about myself is that I came to the drinking game very late. I didn't I didn't drink in high school. I didn't drink in college. I didn't really become a full-fledged, like, like living life an E major drinker until I was, like, 27, mm. 28, really. And then I hit, like, the major leagues of, like, not every night, not a stumble drunk, Never got a DUI, which I'll be honest with you is absolutely fucking incredible. Yeah. Not, and I'm not talking about the olden days. Yeah. Conyers no, days. I'm right there with you. Those I, are easy days. I'm owed probably at least ten. <laughs> there, there are times. I, I, and I heard an old drunk tell me this one time. There's gonna be memories that come back to you when you least expect them, and you don't want them, and they're like fucking thumbtacks. Yeah. And he said, and the worst part is that everyone else in your life and in your world probably has no remembrance or or long ago forgot about that event Mm -hmm. but you didn't and it's going to come back and weird time and it sure enough has there's been times where I've ruined pictures done something stupid and at the time in the in the in the in the gaze of the American culture nothing about what I these incidents did was particularly wrong because everyone else was fucked up right right so like the embarrassment you feel is sometimes mitigated by like well they were all fucked up too, and they, I've seen I've seen other people do way more fucked up things than me, and I never got a DUI again. All of this is rationalization, right? So it's just <clears throat> I want to get to that place, but I need to find out because I came to it so late and do- and dove in so hard. I fucking worked at a liquor store, dove in so hard. <laughs> That's how I started. Yeah, I got a job at a liquor store, I dove in so hard that I don't think I ever really. It's almost like someone asked me one day, like, "Do you think?" 
you were drunk in the sense of the word, like the derogatory sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to label it like that because I seem like because if I was going to start labeling, I might be in a dangerous place. And I'd say like maybe I was a functioning alcoholic. Well, and I think that's back, a that's a dangerous place to go. That goes back to an early podcast question: What is alcoholism? Is it drinking to excess all the time, or is it drinking a little bit all the time? I don't know. I don't know what the drinking to excess when you drink, or just drinking a little bit every day. Are you do you drink? Do you, what do you drink when you're alone? Do you drink in social yeah. settings? I mean, I don't know. I don't. What I don't. If you don't like people, so if you're going to drink, it's almost always going to be it's almost always going to be at home, <laughs> right? If you're if you're and again, I I, I, I just remember, know that I don't believe I ever had a firm place in my mind that said like hey what's control versus uncontrol mm-hmm. you know yeah because i and i think a lot of it a big problem was it i faced very little ramifications up until like last year mm-hmm. i never really got hangovers yeah like well, not 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 in the sense that i had seen other people have hangovers yeah. so i would just bounce <clears throat> up on a sunday morning and people would be like dude no way yeah and i'd be like what like, you my, should be dead. My dad's got a friend who's in his 50s, I think, and he'll he'll drink to excess, but he'll pop up at 6 a.m. in the morning and he'll go run, t- like, 10 miles. Yeah, that's... And I, I and, salute him, but I don't know and how... And he does it even in spite of feeling shitty to just flush it out and, and, and restart. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could... I, my bad hangover days, I could never do that. No. I, when we were talking about... You are talking about the, you know, the dick flavors and body sweat and all mm-hmm. that. I remember seeing, like, a... It's like a vice or an HBO or something where like micro penis dudes are trying to get <laughs> surgeries for bigger dicks or whatever. And but at some point they had a tangent to just like guys who are unhappy with their dick size, but it's not a micro penis. Uh-huh. And the doctor they were interviewing, he's like, the first thing I tell anybody who wants dick surgery, and that's not what he called it, that's mm-hmm. what I'm calling yeah. it. Yeah. Lose twenty five pounds. Yeah. He said you have more dick in there. You have an inch of fat. We've hiding, done this. this at le- hiding at least an inch. Of not dick. so long ago, I actually just listened to this episode like seven. <laughs> ep- you really exactly quit yeah. drinking. Your dick will grow. Yeah. Sell that. <laughs> I, let me so just, sometimes when I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like, if I just if I just lost dude, twenty pounds, I'm I'd have so an, happy. Another inch of dick. I have to end it on this because I have a dinner. It's not a dick sucking <laughs> thing tonight. It's just a just a dinner. No fucking appointments. But uh, have you seen this thing? It's called Healthy Wager. Have you seen the the, doc, the commercials for this thing yet? No. Okay, they're right now. They're they're on the daytime television, pretty hard. I think they're healthy. Their their main target is that stay at home crowd, which is everyone right now, but primarily older people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a fucking genius idea. This is a fu- and I've seen it now, kind of rolling into regular television hours. So you want to lose weight, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that deep in your heart, you want to lose twenty five pounds. Mm-hmm. You've always wanted to lose twenty five pounds, but for whatever reason. You, you get into it for two weeks and then you lose motivation. Yeah. Or whatever the myriad of excuses and, and rationalizations we give ourselves for quitting on anything. This company, go on their website, go on their app, say, I want to lose 25 pounds. And they say, okay, we're, we're, here's the wager. If you can lose the weight in this designated amount of time, and it's always something realistic from what I've seen, I yeah. haven't seen anything crazy will give you X amount of dollars. So you would put in your body weight, your type, size, all their pertinent information, right? Mm. Put in your pertinent information. You say, I want to lose this much. I want to give myself this much time to do it in. I, I think there's a bar that says, like, not going to happen. Like, let's be realistic. Yeah. Versus, like, come on. You, you don't need a year type <laughs> thing. You know what I'm saying? I so want to lose 25 so they, they, by 24. They are absolutely metric-driven. This is all analytical shit. So that you put in your information. You put in the amounts of amount of weight you want to lose, they spit out a number. 
So if it was twenty five pounds for you, mm-hmm. I from what I saw with their with their clientele they already have, they'd probably offer you like two thousand mm. dollars if you can lose the weight in this amount of time. We'll give you and you pr- of course cross the board proving it. And Lee was at how I was like, I bet they're mad. They they probably make you sign something, and yeah. they're going to require doctor check in. So you're going to have to like weigh yourself at a doctor's office, not like. Hey, it's me. Here's my picture of my feet on the scale. Not going to happen. This is a... So then I start reading the small print. You don't... It's not like you're doing this with no skin in the game. That's the whole thing. Do you really want to lose this weight? Yes, I do. I want to lose 50 pounds. How much will you give me to lose 50 pounds in six months or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. We'll give you $6,000. Holy shit. I'm in. Uh, hold on. <laughs> you give us $1,500. If you don't lose the weight. Oh, wow. Yeah. The bottom line, if you if you read the small print, that's the initial. Everything that they're going to offer you is over $1,500. Mm. But they, the house knows. Yeah. The house knows. You put up $1,500. You love gambling. I, they, of course. And, <laughs> and they wouldn't do this if it wasn't profitable. Yeah. So for every lady in the infomercial that says actual client, we paid $6,000, there's some jabroni yeah. that is, well, there's actually way more. Jabronis that yeah. put up fifteen hundred six thousand came from right <laughs> three people who fucking flunked out of the system paid this lady yeah. her six k. Meanwhile, they're just loving life, yeah. going back and forth. So well, we can wait. I'll call her back. But W F U C K HealthyWager.com brought to you by HealthyWager.com. Not us. Not yeah. Well. Unofficially. Go to healthywager.com and your promo code. <laughs> hey, did you see we made some money? No. Uh, we got an email. We got a Someone spent $18. On a deal? I don't know. I don't think you can get a deal for $18. Our know. cut's four. Okay. So I guess you'll just keep that. I'll probably owe you some more. Well, but we've never even ever cashed in on what they're like. There's like $20. Well, it's like a real account. lady that said, like, contact somebody to get yeah. your. Anyways. But uh, yeah, so let's just keep buying on uh, the actual adamandeve.com store. That yeah, was promo a, code TBTO. Send us some emails too. I know we have the text chain, but it'd be nice to get some emails. We're, we want to do some writing. Hit us up with some some ideas, some old characters or things you want to see. We've done this before. No one's ever responded. I don't know why I'm well, doing it now. Well, we should tell the pod fans before we sign off. We are seriously floating the idea of taking a podcast break. A break to focus to on write. writing, right. especially since Burke's coming into town. And Burke. Producer Burke will be here in two weeks. And if we did do today. that, maybe we could still, like, when we get together, do, like, 30-minute minisodes. I don't want this to go away. I just need, we need to have, I think, writing is how we monetize. I don't, clearly, we've done this year. It's been yeah, fun. Yeah, we're not making any money. But we're not making any money doing this. So, yeah. I don't want to lose this. I think it's a good place to come and work things out. I know that my two brothers and RBK and Alan and Burke and Matt. I know an, an, at least another five people who have hit me up. So, I mean, people are listening, but we're not making any money. Well, I'll say this. Share the episodes, new listeners. Help grow the base. Maybe don't share this one. Yeah. Well, (laughs) everything's contextualized. I don't care. It's like I said. I'll stand by everything I've said on here. Because everything we've said, everything I've said on here (laughs) and you've said on here is within context, either funny or not. That's relative. But... Nothing what we said I wouldn't I wouldn't back up. In fact I would love for someone to cherry pick this show because yeah. holy shit we'd make some money. For safety. But Benji we could just be on Ben Shapiro's podcast. You know I would go on Ben Shapiro's podcast. I would go on there. I would have a problem. 
I mean, okay. I, 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 bullcrap. I want to talk to him about some real life thing. I think he does everything in his power to avoid saying the N word. And I, I saw a great <laughs> meme that broke that down really, really well. He 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 tweeted something about how if you have a backwards hat, your pants below your knees, and you're on WBT card, there's a zero percent chance you're going to be a success in this life. Mm. And the meme that they created was underneath it. If you ever played Xbox, do you ever play Xbox? It's been a while. When you unlock an achievement in the Xbox, the little thing goes ping ping, pops up. It says what you've done, mm. whatever game you're playing, yeah, or whatever. And this one was like, ooh, casually avoiding saying the N word. <laughs> that was the experience he had unlocked. I did notice because he's been on Corolla recently and uh, some other show that I listened to. He was a brief guest. He does say shit on other people's shows. Oh, that's nice. Just not on his. He just says bullcrap on One America News or Daily Wire or whatever his thing's called. Yeah. Enjoy and get back to us. WFECK! Traffic and weather. There's none because you're all at home. It's got sports with Skip and Dabber. Anyways, here's Papa Roach. 